This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It is Tuesday, May 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A Philadelphia judge dismissed all charges against former SWAT officer Richard Nicoletti, who was seen on video pepper spraying protesters on 676 during the unrest following George Floyd's death last summer. Municipal Court Judge William Austin Meehan ruled Monday that Nicoletti was authorized by his commanders to clear the highway during protests and was given pepper spray as a tool to do so. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported. You may not like the methods. That doesn't criminalize their methods, said Meehan. When the prosecutor cited Nicoletti's termination for violating department protocols, the judge said officials couldn't put officers in charge of maintaining order and then tie their hands on how they're going to do it. District Attorney Larry Krasner vowed to vigorously pursue charges in the case. Nicoletti will have the right to contest his dismissal per the current collective bargaining agreement. A lot of us are using apps like Venmo, Zelle, and Cash App uh, more than ever before. A recent survey shows eight out of every ten people have used them more uh, due to COVID. But the rise in the use has come has come as a huge rise in complaints, particularly about one app. It's the Cash App they're complaining about. Customers are alleging mistakes, poor customer service, and scammers impersonating company employees. One customer was locked out of her account, claiming she had violated terms and conditions. She tried to contact customer service, but was not able to. To get through to anyone. Another customer Googled the customer service phone number when she called. She said the person on the other end answered the phone saying cash app, uh, but it was a bogus phone number. And mm. the customer said that while she was on the call, the con artist on the other end drained her entire bank account. Oh. She lost $4,689. That sucks. Do you use Venmo a lot? Uh, yeah, I use yeah. a cash app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, I, you don't I, use I, it. I, I, for a handful of transactions. But and, otherwise, and I, was, I don't use Venmo. You know what? I was hesitant for a long time yeah. to do it, and it was so easy. Everybody's using it for right. you know, all kinds of transactions. So I'm like, okay, why not? But, of course, this is what you're nervous of. I'm the virgin here. Haven't done it at all. Not Nothing. yet. Uh, like, yep. Preston, the, 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 like no. 20 bucks, or like for my, my wife did an online um, yoga thing, and so the guy took Venmo, so I, I, I got the yeah, account sent, and just, just yeah. sent that. But that's it. You're like, not the only three one, Preston. Times. I, I don't use it either. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and I just, uh, for me, it's um, I'd rather just use cash. I, I mean, it's a matter of time. I'll eventually, yeah. I'll, I'll find a situation where it will be more convenient, but it hasn't posed itself for me yet. You're going to find let, yourself, let go. but you're going to find, I'm sorry, you're no. going to find a situation where it's the only option, you know? So, you know, like, all, I've, I, there have been a few instances where that's the only way they accepted payment, yeah. and that's proved problematic. Businesses are now using it. Like, they're yeah. getting separate um, accounts, cash apps like this, specifically for their business, instead of, because the credit cards are, t- you know, they take a they percentage. They charge a chunk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they're using this, and they're doing their transa- transactions through the apps. The one difference is, like, the, the credit cards have a lot of built-in um, protections. Of course. Yeah, that of this course. doesn't happen. Yep. I mean, our kids are in so many activities, and the fees or you know, coaches' gifts or whatever it is have uh, is usually done via Venmo. So I, I mean, I've done three, four, five Venmo transactions in the last month, and it was all for oh. for the kids' activities. Do you know it's working a lot as currency for me? I'll bake someone a pie, and that works out nicely. That, yeah, that is never, good. Yeah, ever exactly. go out. Of How'd style? you like some rhubarb pie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I was talking to uh, parents about it the other day, and I was like, listen, there are people that are resistant to it. 
But it's not going anywhere, yeah. right? So, like, you know, Preston, Nick, like, that's fine that you guys aren't. But, you know, eventually, like, this is this is just the way it's all going. So for the people that never wanted to get a cell phone or a smartphone, and then eventually they did, this is the same exact thing. This is just where it's headed. According to the Federal Trade Commission, complaints against Cash App. Resistance is beautiful. Right. Yeah. Casey's all in. All it in is. the Cash App. He's borging big time. It's where... <laughs> Am I Borgen? Yeah, you came to work in a big cube. I saw it. It was wild. <laughs> I didn't Borgen. know. I was <laughs> Borgen. Wow. Good Borgen, everyone. <laughs> You're just Borgen big time. <laughs> That's, it's a Star Trek reference. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> According to the Federal Trade Commission, complaints against Cash App skyrocketed 472% in a year, increasing from 735 complaints in 2019 to 4,204 in 2020. If you have any issues with this, there's a legal firm called Borgen, Borgen, and Borgen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That will uh, handle any problems. Yeah. Well, I'm more of a Dorgan When I Dorgan first guy. visited yeah. Alpha Prime. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble for that. No. So far this no. year, I've been moving on. So far this year, Cash App has two thousand four hundred thirty-one complaints against it, compared to that uh, to Venmo, which had eight hundred and forty-five complaints in two thousand twenty-one, one hundred and ninety-one complaints against Zelle. Now, according to mobile intelligence for a uh, mobile intelligence firm, uh, Aptopia, the number of Aptopia, ca- the number that's that delightful movie with the animals. No, that's Zootopia. Oh. No, it's Zoopolis. The number of no, that's only in different countries. No, it's here in the United States. No. On Netflix. On Netflix, it's, it's called, called Zoopolis. Yes. So they changed it here? Right. Anyway. I thought it was we just went four overseas. levels okay, into sorry. that joke. The number of Cash App reviews mentioning fraud or scam jumped 334.9% in a year uh, compared to 191% for PayPal and 84% for Venmo. That's interesting. Cash App responded by saying preventing fraud is critically important to Cash App. We continue to invest in and bolster fraud fighting resources by both increasing staffing and adopting new technology. We are constantly improving systems and controls to help prevent, detect, and report bad activity on the platform. So beware of scammers often uh, often impersonating Cash App employees. They urge customers not to give your PIN or sign-in code outside of the app. So even if you're on the phone with somebody, because that's the problem, there's these uh, fraudulent phone numbers. that Don't ever. Yeah, don't. I, honestly, I, I, I say this. If it's really, really important, they'll get in touch with you with in a you. proper way. Yeah, uh, but but it, it, these, it's amazing how quickly I've seen uh, I figure what, what, what they're exposing. But it wasn't, you'd think, okay, it's some old woman sitting by the phone who doesn't get a lot of company. It was young people who are getting nailed right and left by people saying, give me your information yeah. over the phone, and they just do it. Um, so they're saying just make sure if you need to contact customer service that you have the correct phone number. Uh, and Cash App's correct customer service line is 1-800-969-1940. A warning shot was fired by a military plane over the weekend after a small aircraft violated restricted airspace while President Joe Biden was visiting Wilmington, Delaware. According to the Secret Service, it happened on May 16th around 1.09 p.m. A small aircraft violated the restricted airspace in Wilmington. Per standard protocol, U.S. military aircraft responded. The aircraft was intercepted and the pilot redirected to a local airport said, yeah. <laughs> said the Secret Service. I didn't know they fired warnings. Statement. I thought there was stuff they did on boats. No, apparently it's protocol. Okay. Are they fired uh, flares, don't they? Isn't that what they fired? I, 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 I gotta believe that I don't that think it was would. like actual not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shooting down the plane. Ordnance. <laughs> Heat-seeking missiles. Yeah. Uh, but apparently this airport We're is just like... just going for a quick fly. ...is right on the border of the restricted airspace. And, okay. and planes fly into this airport a lot not knowing. Like, they know that there's restricted airspace, but they don't even know that they're in it. 
So according to Jonathan Martin, the aviation director of New Garden Township and manager at the flying field at New Garden Airport, uh, the pilot was flying back from Ocean City, Maryland, and was unaware of the temporary flight restriction. This was the first time that the aircraft was forced onto the ground during a presidential TFR, Martin said. He says his Chester County-based airport is just inside the no-fly zone, and about five to six aviation intercepts have happened every time the president comes home on a weekend to Wilmington. It's very trying on the airport. We have 130 base tenants on the field. We are completely grounded during these TFRs, Martin said. The TFRs are hurting uh, sales. Martin says 85% of the airport's business happens on the weekends. The airport reached out to the Secret Service to work on a solution, including changing flight routes in and out of the field. The airport says they have not heard back from the Secret mm. Service. Kathy, weren't you hanging out with Jill Biden on yes, Sunday? Yes, so. I had uh, lunch with her on Sunday. That's yes. nice. No, but I, so they were in town. I lasered my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Come again? Uh, uh, Just what? recently, I lasered my <laughs> Buttle bore it out completely. Uh, Secret Service, pleasure meeting you. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your scum. <laughs> no, I saw her having lunch. Yeah. Uh, she was having lunch at, and I forgot to look it up. It's either called Avenue Kitchen or Kitchen Hooters. Avenue. No, yeah, or Kitchen Avenue. I think it's called Avenue Kitchen. It's uh, <laughs> at the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, and she was sitting right outside. I yeah. literally walked right by her wow. table. How so, many warning shots did the Secret Service no, fire? No, you know in? what? And, you know what else? I wanted to talk about this because I wanted to tell you guys what I found very odd was um, I assumed that Secret Service was always dressed um, in suits. Right. They're not. They're in regular yeah. clothes unless it's a public event. I didn't know that. So they had, I mean, literally it's one guy. They were to blend on in. Team. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. One guy had on like workout shorts, like, right. you know, and sneakers. My, and, when my brother was in the Secret Service, he was on the CAD team and, and he would, they would, they were the guys who run alongside the limo, the presidential limo. And at that time, the edict was that they dress like the members of Right Said Fred. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mesh shirts and yeah. stuff. Mesh yeah. shirts. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, but there was, I mean, there was like, I would say probably five or six SUVs, and she was sitting with two other women having lunch at this restaurant, and they were kind of just lined up on the street. And <laughs> Jill, I have something to tell you. I feel so clean in my butthole, and I want to tell you why. Hi. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. Let me just join you at your lunch. Uh, You're going to no. finish that? Stop. <laughs> it's my napkin. I'm so glad I told you guys that. Oh, my God. The mistakes you make. Uh, anyway, so, yes, the Bidens were here over the weekend. All, All right. right, let's do sports this morning. The Phillies, who were off last night, returned home to open up a three-game series against the Miami Marlins. 41 games into the season, the Phillies are a much better team at home with a record of 13-6, and six, while only 8-14 and 14 on the road. Zach Wheeler will get the start tonight, and the first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. In the NBA, the play-in tournament begins tonight with two teams in the Eastern Conference. The Indiana Pacers will host the Charlotte Hornets in the first game. In the second game, the Boston Celtics will host the Washington Wizards. The winners of those games will determine who the top-seeded Sixers face when the first round begins later this week. And in horse racing news, Bob Baffert was suspended from entering horses at New York racetracks pending an investigation into Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit's failed post-race drug test. What Bab- the f- 
Baffert will no. not be allowed to stable any horses at Belmont Park. Mm. Aqueduct Racetrack and Saratoga Racecourse wow. will run any of his horses at the New York Racing Association's tracks. That ban includes races at Belmont Park with the Belmont Stakes coming up on June 5th. He can't even say the word horse, right? <laughs> Baffert has five violations involving impermissible levels of medication in his horses over the past 13 months. He was fined in Kentucky and Arkansas and avoided a suspension in Arkansas following an appeal. Wow. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. We welcome you to the second day of the work week and in fine form with beautiful weather. We have a lot of things going on. We are going to have on the program a new inductee, or certainly soon he's been a Elected to the 2021 Basketball Hall of Fame, our good friend Jay Wright will be checking in today. That's so awesome! We're so excited yeah. and happy for him. He's just the nicest guy in the world. Of course, you probably already know that. So we'll talk to Coach Wright around 8:30, and then another uh, cool interview. Andrew McCarthy is going to be on. He has got a book out called Brat. An 80s story, and he was right in the heart of all of that 80s Brat Pack stuff. Yeah, I think the Brat Pack moniker came into being at the time of St. Elmo's Fires. Yeah. They all worked together in different movies, but th- that was when they were all together. I just watched that movie recently. Yeah. I love it. Do it, you? It's not, it's I haven't not seen a it great ages, movie, so, but I, I love know. it because... Even at that time, there were no people of that age that I knew acting like that. Right, but it still it was it was a fanciful look. Absolutely, yeah. and it was the, it was the the decade of excess. Yeah, and they were in the middle of it all. So we will talk to him around nine thirty. Should be pretty cool. Uh, now we have several other things we're going to get to, uh-huh. but you know what? I want to do the the coolest teacher. I want to oh, make sure okay. that we here we go make that announcement now. Yesterday we put the word out. Randomly had drawn New Hope Solberry and asked for the student body to vote. They voted, and we now. have have a coolest teacher from that school, and I am excited to announce our winner is Mr. Mike Bongiovanni. Mr. Bongiovanni is a math teacher. He is a math teacher. He has been working there since 1984. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. Has it really? Okay. And you know what's so. I'm going to show you a picture. You think this guy's a football coach? I think so. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a he is an imposing looking yeah. man. And this particular picture had to have been yeah. taken. No, yeah. I think he with won the team because he has a very mm-hmm. stern look on his face. That's with the gardening club. Person. Oh, it is okay. Uh, he teaches pre-calc and uh, algebra, and he is in his second season as assistant football coach at Delaware Valley University. There you go. Wow. Wow. He also coached at Central Bucks West, Archbishop Woods, Central Bucks East, and New Hope Solberry. Huh. And he went to Widener I as wonder, well. I wonder if he knows Jay Wright. That, Jay Wright's a Central Bucks guy. You know what? That is a very good question. He uh, actually played uh, Division Three football and won an NCAA national championship nice. in 1981. So wow. the guy has... Done a lot in his career, and you know what? They they must love him because they voted for him. So we'll talk to uh, Mr. Bon Giovanni, hopefully at some point this morning. We'll hey, ask him to call. Let him know that he won, please. Preston, when they start casting the American Chopper story, he's... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, he's got he's got the mustache. He's got the Paul Tuttle <laughs> senior mustache. He's got to audition. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll talk to Mr. Bon Giovanni at some point. And like I said, you know, we, we draw these names. Uh, we, we, we get the votes. And then we don't like have their home phone number or anything like no, that. We just no. we take the we word wait. from the students and then we wait and see if they call in. We do we get the name. We do a little bit of research on the school's uh, website, and that's how I found out about his uh, 
his career, and uh, and then we see if they call in, then we'll give them the prize. We had been hacking their Venmo accounts, but now that's yeah. that you can't do it. <laughs> we're now they're cracking now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, but we're going to give them the coffee mug, the T-shirt, the tickets to the MMRBQ, sit in the special calls teacher section, uh, and twenty five dollar gift card from Acme Markets Fresh Food Local Flavors. So he's all set to go. That means we get to draw another name. Who is up today? Yeah, that's me. All right, Casey gets to do this. All right. We'll see where we go next. We haven't... Remember, we had a lot of New Jersey last year. We did. Uh, that hasn't happened yet, has it? No, nah, we've been to Jersey. We've been to Jersey. All right, we've even been to Delaware, <laughs> yeah. I think. All right, well, let's see where we go next. Casey? I, I got you, bro. I got let's you see what you got. Speed. You've been right, everywhere, man. All right. All right. Of course... I'm bringing it back to Delco, ladies and gentlemen. We're going Springfield High School in Delaware County. Springfield High School. Brand new high school, by the way. They just built a brand new high school. Home of the fighting. Uh, They're the Cougars. Cougars. They are the Cougars. 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 Two Central League Delaware County high schools that you pulled. You pulled Strathaven? I did not pull Strathaven. Oh, Strathaven was pulled. Okay. Yes, but... uh, Oh, yeah, I did. Kathy. She pulled hard. All right, we're deep into Delco. Springfield High School. We put it up to you, and you now get to vote. It's very easy. You just text the word teacher to 393 Three, three. We will ask as you head into school today, uh, alert the staff that uh, you guys are in the running. Tell them to check our website and they'll get the information, maybe make some announcements in the school. Get the entire student body uh, voting and we'll find out who the coolest teacher of the past year has been at Springfield High School in Delaware County. And then we yeah. have a prize to give to the teacher. You have 24 hours. We'll make the announcement around this time tomorrow. So you have until about... Uh, 6 a.m. tomorrow to get it in. So we put it up to you. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the entertainment report, super question giveaways. Beautiful morning. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away. We got digital download of Tom and Jerry for the stupid question, and I pose this to you. Breaking Bad actor Aaron Paul was a contestant on what TV game show in 2000? Ah. 215-263-WMMR. Breaking Bad actor Aaron Paul was a contestant on what TV game show in 2000? Let's see if you know the answer. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. Tuesday, May 18th, it is Reggie. Jackson's ah. birthday today, Hall of Fame Major League Baseball player. Starved Naked Gun. Mr. October, I believe, mm-hmm. was his nickname back in the day. I watched uh, a YouTube video of the longest home runs ever hit in baseball, and uh, my son is into superlatives, so he always wants to find out what the biggest, longest, fastest, whatever it was. And Reggie, I think, is third or fourth in the longest home run ever hit. How long? It was uh, 540 <laughs> feet, I believe. It was at the old Yankee Stadium. Dear God. And, and it's just, it's old footage, obviously. It's it's yeah. from the 70s. But he absolutely <laughs> crushed the ball. He was a machine, yeah. man. Yeah. He is uh, 75 today. Brooks Robinson, also a baseball Hall of Famer. Uh, don't know much about him, but he's 84 years old today. But he is up there in the hall. Tina Fey celebrates oh. uh, her birthday today. She turns 51 years old. 
and uh, still going great guns. Uh, obviously, throughout the year, Saturday Night Live, Mean Girls, Thirty Rock, just a few things. She was on. Uh, well, she had a little fl- flash of a scene in Murder Dirter, the skit yeah. about <laughs> Murder Dirter. Mayor of East Town. She has a new show on Peacock called Girls Five Eva. Oh, yeah. that's the one you were telling me about. It's hilarious. If anybody like grew up in that like Spice Girls type world, you'll enjoy the show. It has Busy Phillips and Paula Pell and uh, they're, they're a girl Sarah group, Morales. right? Yeah, they're okay, like a girl yeah. group right. that uh, uh, reunite like twenty five years later. Oh, it's okay. hilarious. And Tina Fey makes an appearance in it in one episode. I won't give it away because I actually didn't realize it was her until the end of the scene. It's hilarious. Okay, I might be down with that. Uh, Tina Fey's fifty one today. Jack Johnson, the uh, Hawaiian born. Uh, singer songwriter, play some really mellow, chill out tunes. You know why this is considered thrash metal, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think that. Oh my gosh, I think that Bill Weston and I uh, bonded over Jack really? Johnson once. No did you make out to this? Uh, no, oh. no, we did not make out. But um, I, for some reason, he knew I had it on my oh. iTunes, or, or I, you know, I had it in my one of the playlists or something it's like the that. The soothing sounds of the islands. And no, but and he, you know, and and so he started talking about it. and I'm pretty sure he also likes him. Okay, uh, Jack Johnson, 46 today. I like Henya too. Uh, <laughs> Chow Yun Fat, the yes. actor, Great. replacement killers, Crouching Tiger, Hidden. Dragon, uh, Bulletproof Monk. Hard Boiled is a movie that has the first 10 minutes has perhaps the greatest gunfight ever captured on film. And it's a John Woo movie, Hard Boiled. If you get a second, just you can find it on YouTube. The opening of that movie will blow you away. Chow Yun Fat is 66. Uh, Rick Waitman of Yes, the longtime keyboardist of the group, is uh, 72 years old today. So we'll start off with Yes. <laughs> Nope. Amazing keyboards and drum solo here. No keyboard for a You hear while. the drums, right? Uh, he, at their Hall of Fame induction ceremony, he was hilarious. He was great. I had no idea that he had a personality like that. I'd never heard him speak before, no. to be honest. No, he's, he's just speaking with his keyboard. He's a fantastic keyboardist, but a very funny man as well. He's 72 today. And then last birthday, out of the world of country music, George Strait. Wow. Uh, turns 69 years old today. So happy birthday to him and everybody celebrating birthdays. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Breaking Bad actor Aaron Paul was a contestant on what TV game show in 2000? 215263WMMR. It is Mark who gets to take a crack at it. Mark, good morning. Yeah, Dukes. Yeah, Dukes, Mark. All right. What show was Aaron Paul on? What game show? The Price is Right. You are correct. Yeah! We were just talking about uh, from uh, Wheel of Fortune. Anna White was a contestant in her early years as well. The Price is Right. Yes. Uh, The Aaron Paul, I went and watched the footage. It's hilarious. He is freaking out during the whole thing. And he just missed winning the showcase by like $135. And they both overbid and they both lost. Yeah. He he had it for the taking. When you watch the footage and you watch even on the Vanna White episode, uh, and it's all available on that that game show channel that runs constantly, you see that um, Bob was a bit of a paternal... He didn't suffer bad contestants at all. So if somebody was, you know... He actually chastises the audience... Like when they're on the, uh, the the bidding row, whatever yeah, yeah, you call yeah. it, right in the front, contestants row, contestants row, and uh, they weren't keeping track of the bid prior to them. Oh, and he goes, right. All right, <laughs> and yeah. you can see him going, "Come on, people!" All right, we're going to set Mark up with a digital download of Tom and Jerry, everyone's favorite cat and mouse team, bring their rival rivi- rivalry into our world. Tom and Jerry start with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, <laughs> Michael Pena, and Ken Jong. It's available now on digital and Blu-ray. 
We're going to start with this. Uh, Shanna Mochler is fighting with her kids on social media now. What? Uh, she's a former porn star, right? Okay, so she dismissed uh, her daughter Alabama's remarks on Instagram, claiming that her mom isn't there for her and her brother Landon. As many may recall, Mochler has been an outspoken presence on social media since her ex, Travis Barker, went public with his love for Courtney Kardashian. She has been so busy throwing shade on them that her 15-year-old daughter says that she and Landon have been left in the dust. Alabama! So the actress wrote, uh, when asked about the allegations, uh, she said, completely ridiculous. Now, Alabama said over the weekend that Mochler is not, quote, an amazing mom, adding, my mom has never completely been in my life. Mm. Can you guys stop painting her out to be an amazing mom? Did your moms ask to see you on Mother's Day? Because mine didn't. I'm done keeping it a secret. Reality shows. Uh, The post came one day after Landon told a TikTok troll that the model, quote, isn't in their lives like Barker is. So is Shannon Mochler, so she was in adult films or was she just a bad actress? I I thought she was a porn star. She looks like that. I don't think she was. Oh, I'm thinking of Janine Mueller. Linda Mueller. Yeah, Linda Mueller. Yes, I'm sorry. Shannon Mochler is not a porn star. Sorry about that. She should be, though. She was Miss New York in the USA pageant. Oh, there you go. Is this the daughter? This is the daughter, Preston. Shut (laughs) up. That yeah, is. she's fifteen. That's we talked Look at her about grabbing this. her boobs in that picture. I know, I know. Oh, she's she, fifteen. Kathy, Dear she God. looks like she's twenty, twenty-one. Oh, bro- oh. oh, ew, ew! That's obnoxious. Cool. My son's fourteen. <laughs> oh man, Nick, Nick, no. Think of Ben. Uh, uh, no, relatively. Uh uh-uh. And this woman. That's not a woman. She's a wo- she looks like a woman. It's a child though. That's the but problem. She, yeah, but but she's portraying herself as, as a, a full-grown woman. Really long extensions in her hair. You can see her nails are super duper long. Fifteen. She's got clearly. She's got tons of makeup on. She's really voluptuous as well. And she's just listen. And and if that is your that's your physical makeup, that's fine. But when you're pushing it that hard yeah, at 15, fifteen, that's mm-hmm. too much, man. Uh, so anyhow, uh, she also alluded to the claims that Barker cheated on Mokler with Kim Kardashian. She shared a screenshot of a direct message. Reportedly written by Mochler that read in part, I divorced Travis because I caught him having an affair with Kim. Now he's in love with his her sister. It's all gross. I'm not oh, that wow. bad. I'm not, I'm not the bad guy, she says. Mm. That is gross. So a source told Page Six, Travis and Kim have never had a romantic relationship. They were friends who met through Paris Hilton, and that is also how Courtney and Travis were introduced. They all hang wow. in that cluster like 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 a beehive. And they, you know, they all date each other, they all know each other. It's ridiculous. Paris Hilton, the whole collective. Yep. All right. Well, we'll stay kind of in that vein. Kylie Jenner may have, uh, may be uh, founding another empire. TMZ reports that she has filed legal documents to trademark Kylie Swim and Kylie and Kylie Swim by Kylie Jenner. I should be marketing sunglasses, goggles, bags, bikinis, footwear, towels, and more. And scuba gear. I just swum this morning. Wait, are they high end goggles? I am. Yeah, for free. Oh, yeah, probably. I'm sure, yeah. If she's an probably. aviator, she probably flies in her, in her biplane, Preston. No, not those. These are for swimming. Oh, okay. So sunglasses, goggles, bags, bikinis, footwear, towels, and more. Uh, she's already revving up her social media advertising game, posting a series of sizzling bikini pics from an island vacation, celebrating her friend, uh, Uris Palmer's 23rd birthday. There was a photo series of her, and I was making the rounds, and of course, they issue them. It's not like... 
you know, the paparazzi are getting these shots. They're per- completely staged. She looks great. I don't know in what lab she was created, but she does look great. Uh, let's see. Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez are married. Uh, I never heard of this guy. They tied the knot in an informal sem- ceremony at uh, Grande's home in Montecito. Uh, according to E.T., the couple wanted the ceremony to be private and took precautions to make sure that happened. When, uh, when, did, he, when did he pop the question? Uh, a source added and that, who is he? that the newly married couple is ecstatic and looks forward to their future together. I'll tell you a little bit we about it. We build him. up static charges when we entered your atmosphere. In a moment. Uh, no, ecstatic. Oh. Uh, Grande. <laughs> oh. Grande's rep confirmed to people that the ceremony was less than 20 people and the room was so happy and full of love. The couple in both families couldn't be happier. Uh, the news comes just five months after the singer announced her engagement to Gomez, who is a luxury real estate agent. Romance rumors uh, between the first two sparked in February of last year, and they made their relationship public in Grande and Justin Bieber's Stuck With You video last May. On so our th- planet, the groom presents the bride with a dick for... <laughs> What's a dick for? What's a dick for? <laughs> Pissing. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, this guy is a luxury real estate agent. How yeah, it's that, like John Valeris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but maybe he's also, he knows John. This kid's yeah. also like seventeen years old. How do you get that gig? His I don't think he's seventeen. Friends. Yeah, exactly. Listen, right? you can tell the way they're hugging each other. This thing, this will absolutely make it to the end of the month. Oh yeah, yeah. right, exactly. The end of the month. <laughs> um, so at the time, a source told ET that she and Dalton were in a really good place. I have a few questions for you. <laughs> Are you in a really good place in this dimension, or do you travel? between dimensions as we did when we arrived on your planet. They use a wormhole. Yeah. Uh, when it came to their relationship as they quarantined together in Los Angeles amid the coronavirus pandemic. We had so. a faulty Grecian urn aboard our ship. <laughs> What's, What's a, a Grecian, Grecian urn? urn? About two fifty an hour. <laughs> After their engagement, a source... But we repaired it with the subdog. What's, What's up? Dog? What's up with you? All the way across the universe are these jokes, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, E.T., could you just step into the Henway here? What's Henway? About two pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I got to bring that back to my planet. <laughs> what are you doing here? Of course, I'll, I'll have to explain what a hen is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys don't have hens over there. No, we have whoreflats. Oh. oh. Okay. Whoreflats? <laughs> yeah. They're hookers that wear flats. Oh. oh. What's that have to do with poultry? <laughs> what? A hen's a poultry. They turn them into nuggets. Oh. I got it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, after their engagement, a source told E.T. that Gomez and Dalton were very in love. And, Dalton is a great name. And had been, I thought he'd be bigger, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they had been spending a ton of time. <laughs> <laughs> we may not make it past this story. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, they had been spending a ton of time together since getting engaged and keeping things pretty low key oh, yeah. and private. <laughs> All from uh, Roadhouse. That's from Roadhouse yeah. as well. Uh, this is the first marriage for Grande. She, of course, was previously engaged to Pete Davidson from June to October 2018. Uh, black actress Lacey Mosley was cast as Harper in the revived series of uh, iCarly, which follows Carly into her 20s. Uh, Mosley will play the main characters, uh, Miranda Cosgrove's new best friend. Fans have reportedly been harassing Mosley who they see as a replacement of Carly's former BFF played by Jeanette McCurdy. But the criticism had been especially ugly. It included some racist language. Why? I don't, because they're idiots. Cause... So, you know, here's here's another thing. <laughs> my, my daughter pointed this out to me. Um, you know, uh, 
White Russell, who we were, we were yeah. going to have on, but yeah. uh, got canceled. Maybe they'll get moved to another time. He's on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Caroline was telling me that he was actually receiving death yeah. threats. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. Because, because of his character. <laughs> oh, my God. So there are clearly moronic people who don't understand... It's, um, it's all up for grabs. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just so pretend. This falls into that as well, I think. So uh, Paramount and Cosgrove have supported Mosley, obviously, who said that she's uh, blocking the trolls. There's just delightful person just here. Absolute morons. It's a lighter than air kid show. Knock it off. Yeah. All over a TV show. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And somewhere there's a 15-year-old that looks like a 30-year-old. Right. Uh, let's see. Oh, so I wanted to bring this up. And, and thank you because I don't follow the singing shows we got on board with uh, American Idol. Uh, Louis Knight, uh, yes. who lives in Narberth, uh, was a, a finalist on there. Casey is the one who watches these shows. So I was not aware of this. But on Monday night, last night, uh, a guy from Philly is moving on to uh, the finals. His name is Cam Anthony. And uh, he brought his sharpest weapon for his live top nine performance yesterday. And he performed uh, Boys to Men's Tearjerker from 1991. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Yeah, so that's not Did for... Did you watch it, Casey? No, no, well, that's The Voice. I'm not into The Voice. Uh, uh, American Idol's my jam. Oh, I didn't mention. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mention The Voice. Um, so I have Marissa. Can you see if uh, she grabbed a little audio this yeah, morning? Yeah, buddy. Um, uh, the 20-year-old Philadelphia native wasn't even born when Boys to Men released <laughs> the song. Oh my gosh. Uh, but he brought, according to this article, the type of maturity to his performance that uh, passes or passes his year. So let's hear a little bit of this. How do I say goodbye to what we have? I think it's all acapella, by the way. Yeah, sounds it. The good times that made us laugh. So he's Team Blake. Yeah, I guess so. It says here at the base of uh, of the. We're watching the the video of it, and at the bottom it says, "Yeah, Team Blake." Because so. he had started. I think he was stolen. He was originally on Team Gary Busey. Oh, mm. I didn't know mm. that. We'll do some vocal exercises. Oh, exercises. E for energy. X for xylophone. E. I'll knock it off. Just go. That helps you real good. Help me. Uh, a mass elimination is apparently coming soon on the show, but man, that kid has got a voice on him. He's wow. on the voice. It works out. Yeah, he's Ancient on color. the voice. Mm-hmm. What was that? That's like their sting. Oh, that's their jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. the voice. Okay. He's on the voice. Uh, thank you, E.T. Oh my God! Hall of Famer sports announcer Marv Albert, who has covered all kinds of sports, but is most known for calling NBA games, is going to retire after the Eastern Conference Finals, ending a six-decade oh. career that began in 1963. He's been around for 
forever. Mm-hmm. Growing yeah. up in New York, he was he was the local sports guy who went national yep. and nice then went him. into women's underwear. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging up his panties. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to see him uh, finish his career here in Philadelphia, yeah. which would mean the Sixers are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, so uh, Albert will call the series for TNT. The 79-year-old Albert said yesterday, my 55 years of broadcasting the NBA has just flown by, and I've been fortunate uh, to work with so many wonderful and talented people. Uh, now I'll have the opportunity to hone my gardening skills and work on my ballroom dancing, he says. So he is hanging it up. Well, that night I'll wear the loose, comfortable bra. <laughs> uh, in a bid to compete with streamers, CBS is going to make it possible for advertisers to buy commercials that are sent to a certain subset of the network's audience. They are calling these addressable ads. They're, well, this is going to help even further uh, target specific audiences. Yeah, they will allow companies to micro-target to customers who uh, appear more likely to want a truck, business software, mm. diapers, etc. So it's more of this targeted advertising it's, to find out how who you are and what well, you want. Minority Report. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. taking the uh, the Internet's lead, you know? But I wonder, I, I, I don't know if it will be like it is on the Internet, where they can tell what you've been searching through the cookies that are used on each website and then start sending it directly to the products that you've been going after. I don't know if it's going to be quite that specific or it's going to be more like general demo. Yeah, yeah or general you're, you're demo here. Maybe. Yeah, right. I don't Possible. Know. You know what? Uh, speaking of uh, like local advertising, and I know it's been a while since I've been, but one of the things I always loved about going to uh, the movie tavern movie theaters were... They would have local advertisers, hmm. ad- advertisements that would run. Huh. I mean, I mean, local within in that that county, or, yeah. or even even more specific. And and it was I hadn't seen local advertising in a long time. I, I used to love it, local advertising. I found that kind of fun, you know. Did it was always one? always the Jesus cousin Eddie yeah, was local advertising stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Did they have one for the Limerick Diner? Do you remember that, or am I misremembering? I don't remember. Okay, maybe. All right. So anyhow, past Jimmy. They have patch chili dogs to be on there. Uh, So anyhow, uh, CBS is doing that. Now, NBC is doing some other things. They have renewed The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon for another five years. It's no big surprise. The New Deal will keep Fallon as the uh, faces of the iconic late night series uh, through 2024-25. Seth Meyers, who inherited late night from Fallon, has extended his own contract, contract through 2025. Uh, the Tonight Show airs as the lead-in for Late Night, of course, and a little late with Lily Singh, followed by Seth's show for the past two seasons. Uh, but that series is going to be ending, as is the history of NBC airing a talk show in the 1.30 a.m. time slot. Uh, NBC Universal Chairman of Entertainment Content, Content Susan Rovner, said... Uh, this year alone, Jimmy is the executive producer, creator, and or star of six projects. So, of course, we have The Tonight Show, which I'm very excited to say that we've renewed officially for five years. We have Clash of the Cover Bands on E! Is what? that out now or is that coming I, out? I have no idea. Okay. The you know, late night used to be something where, okay, you know, there's there were a couple of shows that could still generate an audience. But now there's so much content available around the clock that that what used to be sort of the the sheen of stuff like that right. has gone away. You'd wait up and Letterman was on. You got to going to stay up to see Letterman or Conan, and now there's fifteen thousand shows you can watch at any given moment. This reminds me of uh, Steve. You remember the movie uh, UHF with Weird Al Yankovic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he's doing the lineup, it's it's like you know, fun with dirt. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. They're, they're programming Wheel of fish. fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just this horrible stuff. <laughs> 
Uh, so anyhow, and she goes on to say, at NBC, we're reimagining the 1960s game show Password. Uh, Maybe that'd be fun. All right. Well, they did a lot of game show reboots. Uh, also, That's My Jam, an animated holiday special called Five More Sleeps Till Christmas, based on uh, his children's book. And at Peacock, uh, we have the Kids Tonight Show. So I Gary guess... Lauer is the showrunner on That's My Jam. <laughs> I'm wondering if these are the, the Jimmy Fallon... Um, Sounds it. Produced uh, project. So, yeah. So he's a... Uh, he <coughs> oh, God. That's my jam. It, no, that, instead of like the, uh, the the MTM, the cat, or Sid Ubu Sid, that's the sound you hear at the end of the show. <coughs> cough, Gary, cough. Oh, my God. That is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it's just a picture of Gary like, with his mouth open. Disgusting. <laughs> cough, Gary, cough. Yeah. <coughs> And people. Okay, this is a serious question. I'm really, I'm serious because I've never seen him with a cigarette. Does he smoke? Uh, yeah, that's a good so. question. Uh, no, I yeah, think we well, would have seen him smoke. By yeah, now. I've seen him smoke. Okay. Have you? Yeah, cigarettes. I don't think. Um, I think smoking is a very expensive habit that he um, doesn't want to spend for. Spend for, right. but if you were to give him a cigarette, he'd probably he probably have it. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, and then, one, okay, uh, Nick found information on Clash of the Cover Bands. Uh, Steven Twitch boss will host it, and Megan Trainer, Adam Lambert, and Esther Dean will join as wow. judges. So, so it's, in, it's in production right now. Well, Megan Trainer and Adam yeah. Lambert, I mean, those are some legit names, so um, maybe. <laughs> All right, and then one last story. Amazon is in talks to buy. Steve, you just talked. You were mentioning about the uh, the cat uh, MTM. They're they're going to buy MGM. They're in wow. talks to buy Metro Golden uh, Goldman Mayer Studios, according to the L.A. Times, which said the mega company is looking to get more TV and film properties for its streaming service. Now, MGM has some four thousand movies, including the James Bond and Rocky franchises. As well as popular TV shows like The Voice and Handmaid's Tale. James Bond and Rocky did pair in one movie, The Spy Who Was Stupid. Oh, yeah. really? Oh. Uh, how do you work this thing? I didn't know well, that they... you have to take the safety off. Collaborated on that. I uh, shot myself. The, the Times reports that MGM has been up for sale since uh, as early as December. I want to pet your kitty cat. And <laughs> the lion... <laughs> And that the price being discussed with Amazon is between seven and nine billion. Uh, of course, the, wow! The Bond Library alone would be worth the purchase. All right, we're ready for clips. A man suspects that his wife was murdered and embarks on a mission to find those responsible uh-huh. in Riders of Justice. Here, Mads Mickelson explains how he chooses his roles. The first thing is obviously the script. You read it. There's something that you that that you like or something that you become curious about. The next step is to, to pick up the phone and have a conversation with with the director. And if I find the script interesting and the director interesting, we'll take it from there. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. Uh, Riders of Justice is in theaters now. There's a there's a moment in uh, that I love in Doctor Strange. It's a funny moment with Mads Mickelson where he's talking yeah. to Doctor Strange and he goes, he doesn't know his name yet, and he goes, uh, Mister, and then Doctor Strange goes, Doctor, and he goes. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> and, and then he goes, strange no, name, strange. Yeah. yeah. No, strange. Yes, it is. Yeah. But it's great. All right, next clip. Here we go. And in treatment, the observant, empathetic Dr. Brooke Taylor helps navigate a variety of modern concerns with a diverse trio of patients. In this clip, star Uzo Aduba uh, talks about dealing with her own struggles, specifically grief 
while portraying a therapist. Loss is hard for anybody who's dealing with it. Um, but you find a way to navigate through. I think when people come into a space with that much vulnerability and that much heart, you know, it moves you, it changes you, it shifts you, it, it, it heals you. So certainly did heal me. In Treatment Season 4, we'll stream on HBO Max this Sunday, by the way. She was uh, Crazy Eyes on Orange is the New Black. He was okay. a really funny character. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for your entertainment report this morning. We have a lot going on. Too much. Jay Wright will be joining us. Jay Wright is uh, being inducted or elected into the Basketball Hall of Fame. So cool. Talk to him around 8.30 or so. Also, actor Andrew McCarthy has a book called Brat, an 80s story. I'm sure it's loaded with unbelievable stories. So we will talk to him later on and uh, that and more. Coming up, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. We have a beautiful day in store for us weather-wise. Beautiful week, actually. So stay put. We'll be right back. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang. This year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. I want to mention an event that I'm hosting once again this year. It is the uh, Philadelphia Take Steps drive through <laughs> charity event. So uh, the Take Steps event is for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. My daughter has Crohn's disease, so I'm heavily involved in this. It's going to be Saturday, June 5th at the Wells Fargo Center parking lot. And it's it's drive-through style, so we're still keeping safety precautions uh, at high level right now. But I'm going to be there. I'm hosting the event. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's a tailgate concert, drive-through photo booth. There's going to be a TikTok dance tent, a bunch of giveaways. Giveaways are great at this event, too. And, uh, of course, this is for research, education, and patient support services for those suffering from uh, inflammatory bowel disease. So it covers a whole uh, litany of issues that people can have with, uh, you know, their intestines, with their innards. And yes. it can be extremely painful it, and debilitating. Serious stuff. So uh, I would like you to sign up for the uh, the my team, if you wouldn't mind. And you can go to WMMR.com and get signed up and be a part of this event. So it's going to be, once again, on June 5th. It's a Saturday. It starts at 1030 a.m. And we're hoping for good weather and a great event. We've been uh, doing this for a number of years now, so hopefully you will be able to uh, join us for that. So, um, yeah, I remember it was a big success last time around. Yeah. And uh, what, what, what's the date again, Preston? June 5th. Okay. It's a Saturday, right. so get on board. Hey, I want to uh, touch on this story uh, that was on the news this morning. Three people were hurt. Uh, an apartment building elevator in King of Prussia apparently dropped several floors. This happened uh, last night. Uh, somebody was seriously hurt, by the way. They had to fly them away in a, um, yeah. in a helicopter to a hospital. I don't know who they were or the condition or, or uh, the the other two people that were injured as well. But apparently the elevator was on the sixth floor and it dropped. And then the, the victims got trapped on the third floor. And it, I guess it doesn't sound like that much falling three floors. Oh, 
But if you're falling, rapid, falling. rapidly, yep. oh yeah, that's got to be uh, that you know some you can hurt, uh, get hurt uh, for with uh, something like that. As as the joke goes, it's uh, it's not the fall that'll kill you; it's yeah. the landing. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, yeah, at three floors, you're you're in a in a an elevator. Uh, I don't know how freely the free fall was, but apparently it was substantial enough. That's what I'm curious about. They do have guards on them that are supposed to kick in and stop that. Yeah, and and counterweights and, and right. so on to keep it from you know like like a full on a three f- free fall floor free fall. I've Try never. To say that yeah, exactly. Um, have you ever peered into an elevator shaft? I love it. Where- I don't, you know, yeah. it's, the the elevator isn't there, and you look down, and if you're high up, you're like, dear Whoa. God. So I went out to visit my ex-wife. Uh, she was working at a, at a she's <laughs> a Japanese firm. In, <laughs> oh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a new building. Story. Right. Christmas yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And we had had some issues. <laughs> Because right. I want, you know, I was a. Uh, the moment you said ex-wife, I had to. I looked back in my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Steve yeah. I don't remember Steve being divorced. No, I remember this. You were at the Nakatomi Tower. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. She was okay. successful, and I was having trouble dealing with it. And, oh, and I couldn't find her. Yeah. You kept telling me about your driver Argyle. Yeah, I've never heard a name. Great like that guy. Before. Great guy. And sure enough. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God. Uh, but I, I am perpetually fascinated by the mechanisms. <laughs> me of, too. In fact, we had. We had a comedian yeah. in the studio Gina, who had... Gina Ashir? Gina Ashir, yeah. Completely, fully realized career, and the one thing, and she was very kind to go with us on this, she had worked for an elevator company, oh, yeah. and we asked her, th- <laughs> like, a hundred questions. Because I don't know, the whole counterweight thing, anything like that, a mechanism like that, We and we, are, we do assume that, um, you know, the... There are things to slow the the fall immediately that kick in that aren't electric that are just clamps and things of that nature because it'd be folly to have something that was relying completely on power. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, but yeah. maybe we're wrong. Yeah, uh, clearly Steve, here there were people injured. I'm fascinated by them as well. And uh, last year, Preston, you didn't get to come with us, but we did the the tour of the new Comcast building and uh, the elevator that goes up and down as elevators tend to do uh, came down really fast, and it was something that was. Not it wasn't disconcerting, but it was cool. But there was there was an element to it that was a There's little a little bit of lift threw me off. A yeah, little I loved bit. it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Remember though when we went we went to the tour of the other Comcast right. building, the first Comcast building. We went up into the uh, where the mechanism was for the the elevator. Yeah. And, and we went to the very very top, and we went in there, and they sh- they were like, yeah, that's the elevator, uh, and and it was the winch, and and I was surprised at actually how small it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was just this little wheel with a cable running around. I'm like, that's, that's it? it. That's all that that <laughs> is. Oh, no. That has enough power to lift these things all day long. And apparently, I guess that's the case. Just a quick thing here concerning that. And at the beginning of COVID and all this stuff, uh, you know, uh, somebody, uh, my, my neighbor was telling me that somebody he knows that that works, um, you know, for Xfinity. They did sort of a data crunching on having people return to work with the elevator systems as fast as they are. They'd be able to get everyone in the building who was working by about 3 p.m. And would have to start the process of getting everyone. Oh, yeah. Because it would be, yeah. you could, you just, no. with all the people in that building, you couldn't get them up, you know, two at a time or yep. to, to satisfy the requirements that were in existence at that time. I don't know if they're going to be relaxed, oh, wow. but it was impossible. Nick, I was going up to the Four Seasons and uh, that elevator, it's like that glass elevator. Yeah. And uh, one of the employees was in there with us and uh, he was telling us that they actually had to slow it down because people were getting nauseous because <laughs> wow. it, it was going up so quick. And it's cool views of the city. I mean, it, you know, the, awesome. it, it, it's neat to see. I am thankful that we don't work in a big high rise. 
because of the protocol of getting on and off the elevator, waiting your turn, and then hitting 25 floors on the way up to where yeah. if, you're, if you're way up there and you got to deal with that. But they do have, I guess, elevators that only do certain levels but still, of floors. But still, if you're in a, an 80-story building, you're still going to... I get pissed off when you know I'm on the fourth floor and when... It's been rare now that I've had someone in the elevator with me or anyone stopping in any other floor but the bottom floor. Yeah. But in, in pre-COVID days, someone got in and went down to the second floor. I'm like, or the third floor, even one floor. I'm like, you can't, you can't walk down one floor. But, yeah, I agree, Preston. It's just like, uh, Steve, did you ever go to the top of the World Trade Center? I did, yeah. That elevator was a rocket. impressive, Yes, man. a I rocket. Mean, yeah. flew. And I they was... warned you. They yeah. tell you, yeah. Yep. There was that meter on it that would, like, weigh you <laughs> as you went up. And so you, your weight actually increased as you were going up because of the gravitational yeah. pull of how fast it went up. And speaking of New York, there's a new glass elevator ride that's going into the new Vanderbilt yes. building. Yes, yeah. It's 1,200 feet tall, the oh new building. God. Yeah, and it's on the, it's a glass, glass elevator on the outside of the building. So you're going to get these dizzying views of New York City as you Shoot up to the top of uh, of the new Vanderbilt, uh, oh, which is my. opening, I guess, this October. My sister would be terrified of that. She, we, as a kid, that was that was the fear. Whenever we would go on vacation, she would plead with my parents to get a a room on a lower floor, just because of the elevator. It's, and it, and it's and it's not cla- uh, claustrophobia either. It was yeah. the height thing, and the idea of. Uh, having having getting stuck in the elevator or something along those lines. So I think there are people that have a fear of elevators. Not even just the it's debilitating. Yeah. It's debilitating. So really? my, my my nephews and I, they may have gotten past this, but anything. I remember um, going to Madison Square Garden and we, I I got tickets for them to see the circus. So they were at the age where that was a big thing, and we were going to go spend forty five thousand dollars. Yeah, this stuff. And we're we're going and. Um, you come in off Penn Station. You take the elevator up, you know, up to the to the to the floor that you need to get into to gain access to the arena. Oh, I, I could see it both. Of them like, oh no, oh, oh no, and and then I'm like, well, we got to get up there. So the guy says, well, there's an escalator around. Uh, get this, we go around. Oh no, no <laughs> escalators oh, no. too. Go, really? And I'm like. How, How are we going to get out there? Yeah, the escalator at Stairs. Ocean uh, Casino, the old former Rebel, yeah. that one is a little bit... That was yeah. scary, That's scary, dude. That's like wide open on the one side. Or it actually, was deep. Both sides, yeah. That was and yeah. Steep. long. And, uh-huh. But Steve... It was cool, though. The Penn Station one, I can understand, because there's, like, the crowds there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. That's true. My aunt fell on that. Because, oh, really? Because the crowds were... Everybody was piled onto that escalator. Yeah. Somebody stepped back. Starts a chain reaction. And it started a chain reaction. No, and yeah, she right. fell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, on the escalator. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about the elevator. Um, the, maybe their fear was just the smell of piss. <laughs> oh, and yeah. flashing and yeah. being grabbed by perverts. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, and, and that that is a debilitating thing, especially when you're in a city and, and elevators are kind of an essential thing. Oh, well, this, okay. I thought this, this was This one's serious. for Casey. Yeah. It's a text. It says, hey, whenever I'm feeling sad... I like to stop in a building and ride the elevator. It always lifts me up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's your dad joke. Uh, you know what? I, I wonder if there are people listening that, speaking of escalators, <clears throat> that can't go on them, that have a fear of escalators. I guarantee you there, I guarantee you there are people listening right now who, who have that fear. Now, that fear has probably been dormant for the better part of this pandemic yeah. so so many people working from home yeah. i wonder if that fear is born anew once we start returning 
to the high rises and to the buildings and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. That so maybe people have over time have beaten it and now are going to be reintroduced to that fear. And I'm curious if there's any people listening as well. And <clears throat> feel free to call in that <clears throat> even if it's 25 floors, yeah, you will take the stairs. Just because of your fear of, of elevators. You'll be in some killer shape, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, you would. Yeah, your calves would yeah. be yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Nick, when you do the, the big climb, how yeah. many how many stories is that? 46, something like wow. that. Wow. Um, and that's the FMC Tower in uh, just across the river in West Philly. And uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, exhausting. It, it beats you up a little bit. But um, it's a good workout. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you, feel it, you feel it by four, floor four, four you know, floor five yeah. or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I would rather take the elevator. Here's somebody texting in. They've been to the uh, Burj Khalifa uh, building oh, in, in Dubai. In Dubai, yeah, yeah. Uh, tallest building in the world. They said the elevator ride was several minutes and was really fast. So uh, I'm pretty sure well. my brother-in-law lives in that building. That's the uh, the bodybuilder. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Your the brother-in-law? Well, so it's my sister-in-law's brother. So I just call him my brother-in-law. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> A guy you know. Yeah. Um, so he lives in that building. I'm maybe? pretty sure that's the building that he lives in. Yeah, that's the tallest. Does one he there, climb right? up the outside? It's the tallest building in the world. In the world, yeah. I think he lives in it. What floor, Kathy? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure, but his pictures are amazing. No matter where, I mean, no matter where he is there, yeah, it's yeah. like some beautiful picture. Oh, uh, it's awesome. It's like a, another world. Yeah. Did it's you like ever Dubai. see the, the Mission Impossible movie where Tom Cruise literally climbs on the outside of it? And it's, it's a great sequence. Ghost Protocol, right? Ghost Protocol, it's yeah. Great. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, like, it's, it's terrifying, but it's a cool sequence in the movie. Do you have a dad joke or what? No, okay. no. It's, I heard him laugh, and he looked I, at me well, and shook his head. And I'm so like, oh. freaking Steve McLean, who we used to work with here at the uh, at MMR. Freaking Steve McLean. Well, Steve McLean. So you mentioned him climbing on the outside of the tower. Steve McLean posted a photo on Instagram last week. Okay. It was There was a side-by-side photo, and the one photo was King Kong at the top of the Empire State Building, and then the side-by-side photo were people inside the office building with King Kong. Kong's giant wiener <laughs> up against the window, and like that's oh. when you said that, that made me think of that, and I laughed out loud. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I want to see funny. that. That's yeah. uh, funny. Yeah, I'd like to a see giant that. gorilla dong pressed <laughs> against the window would I'll, be cool. Uh, let me go to Frank. Uh, an escalator thing here. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Are we doing that now? <laughs> All right. What's up, Frank? Okay. Um. Yeah, I have a fear, but specifically the ones that are, like, in stadiums, especially, mm. like, Flyers games. Okay. Because there's just way too many drunk people on them. Mm. I'm like, somebody's going to fall. Like, the one, yeah, the, yeah. One that, the one that goes to the mezzanine is pretty high up. It's yeah. long. Yeah. And, and you, so, that one's huge. Yeah. I try to find the stairs, but I don't, I don't think you're allowed to just... So, so Frank, what yeah, Kathy, what, what Kathy was mentioning is your fear because, like in Penn Station, she's right; those escalators are are they're they're fairly narrow, and if someone st- you know starts to tumble, you're going to get a chain reaction, and that's yeah. your fear, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, when, right. Frank, when, like, I, when I leave the game at the end of the games, Frank, when, when when we leave at the end, you don't have to take the escalators on the way out. You can actually take the stairs, the and it'll stairs, dump you yeah. outside of the building, and it's a way to get out. Believe it or not, it's a lot faster because you're not competing with the crowd. So the if next time you're at a Flyers game, you know if you're upstairs, take the stairs to leave because it's a better way to, especially for somebody like you who might you know be dealing with some anxiety. They should drop ropes. You guys are so yeah. helpful. Yeah, Thank we try you, Frank. Help, yeah. We try, yeah. man. Repel? Yeah, on belay. Um, 
You know, uh, when we were in London, uh, a couple of those escalators that went down into the tube. Oh, yeah. those were wild. They were huge. Yeah. They were really steep and yeah. really, really long. And the, and, you, and you're going through this tunnel, and it's kind of like, well, this is odd. <laughs> yeah. It is cool, though. I, I love, like, when I was a kid, Preston, contrary to what your sister was uh, you know, requesting. I wanted a balcony up high, and Me I wanted. Too. I wanted the hotels that had the the open interior where you had two balconies on the inside and on the outside. And Steve, when I was like a grade schooler, and and we would you know go on vacations yeah. in Florida or South Carolina, wherever maybe, and we were staying in a hotel as a kid. Part of the fun was just. Exploring around the hotel. Yes. I would just ride the elevator. <laughs> I would awesome. just ride the elevator. I loved it. My sister, I couldn't understand what her deal was. I thought they yeah. were a blast. The first hotel that we stayed in that had a glass elevator, I think, was oh. in Atlanta. And I I treated that as if it was an amusement park ride. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Uh, I'm going to go to Amanda. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. What's up, Amanda? Well, I have a fear of elevators because when I was in college, um, one of the dorms, the elevator was always known to, like, be faulty and mess up at times. Yeah. Me and my got stuck in the elevator. Aha. Uh-huh. For how long? A uh, good 45 minutes, and it was Halloween weekend. <laughs> oh. 45 minutes. Now, were, were the lights on, or did they go off uh, when you were stuck in there? Uh, they were still on, but we were stuck in between floors. So when the security came, they had a pride open, mm-hmm. and we had a climb to get out. That's that's scary, and that's a risky proposition. I told I've told yeah. the story before. Oh, yeah. uh, thanks, Amanda. Where we were at uh, Riddle Memorial Hospital, I was in a elevator filled with a bunch of pregnant women because my wife was pregnant at the time. We were there yeah. for Lamaze classes, and the elevator got stuck, and we were halfway between floors, and so I just. Uh, we, the door was open, and I just slipped out and 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 jumped out, and I right. was going to save the day. I was going to go, you know, get maintenance, come to fix it. And then afterwards, the guy's like, "Don't ever, ever do that. If in that second that you slide out, this thing starts moving, right. it'll cut you in half. Right? Yeah. It will cut you in half. It is uh, merciless. Uh, the machinery. So yeah, don't do that. Little tip from your uncle don't Preston. Do that. Uh, I'm going to go to our buddy Ra. We haven't heard from Ra in a while. Hey, Ra. Sad. Oh, that's <laughs> sad. What's hey, up, Ra? The um the escalator over at Hudson Yards in Manhattan is, is heinous. And and you know what they do? The the crazy thing is it's sometimes the way the tiles are laying against the wall will give you another like kind of vertigo situation going on because uh, yeah. if the tiles are slanted, it looks like everything slanted, especially the longer the escalator, the worse it is. Um and also, you know what I really hate? Elevators with stairs in them. Elevators with stairs in them? Those are the worst. Yeah, to, we have to walk up inside an elevator. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> He's cracking himself up. <laughs> All right, Ra. Thanks, uh, man. That's like the old joke of the people trapped on the escalator. Right. Yeah, yeah they were stuck there for hours. Power went out. Yeah. Uh, I will go to Donna. Good morning, Donna. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Donna? So, back in the 80s, I think I was around like 15 or so, I went to the car show. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was at the convention center at the time. Okay. And I almost fell down the escalator. Um, so, ever since then, I try to avoid escalators, but especially down ones. Like, even right now, just talking about it is making my heart race. No You're getting kidding. nervous. Just how, how long yeah. of a fall did you incur, Donna? 
I'm sorry, what, what how, did you say? How long of a fall? How, I how far? Actually, I didn't actually fall. Okay. But I almost fell. So it's like if I have to look down, if I have to be on an escalator and I have to look down, my heart is racing all the time. No, oh no. By, by fall, you mean like over the side? No, like literally like down. The steps. Trip down the steps. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I have, okay. I have like a fear of heights anyway. Okay. Well, what, about, what about just regular steps? I mean, because you, you could easily I'm fall fine. down those. Okay. I, well, no, steps I'm fine because I, you know, have control and I have. You can control the steps. <laughs> but it was like a little bit of like maybe like a vertigo too. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And you were drunk. Um, but, yeah. yeah. No, vertigo, listen, vertigo starts to, like Rob was oh, yeah. explaining the tiles. I know exactly what he's talking about. Uh, th- sometimes there's sort of an M.C. Escher type optical illusion that's created yeah. that, that makes you believe you're you're, you're tilted. And, and it's it's weird. So, uh, no, I can completely understand yeah, it. But... Well, I mean, now, the other thing is, like, if there are stairs that, you know how, like, sometimes there are stairs that are. Inside an elevator? Uh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I, I'm like there's like this one step, and then th- there's just nothing. Another step on top of that. <laughs> I'm trying to. I can't think of how to explain it. Uh, you, you, are, you, are, you, are you talking about staggered step patterns, like like step, 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 long step, 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 long step? No, like steps where it's where um like like open steps. Oh, I know what you're talking with about. With no yeah. railing? In, no, in my in my home when I was a kid, uh, instead of um, between each step was a gap oh. that you could oh. see through. Exactly. So I could see exactly. to the front door through there, mm-hmm. and that and took that took a little getting used to. It said, you yeah. know, you, you, even though you can't physically fall through that crack, right. you still <laughs> see it. Have you, you ever know? seen the? Um, and a lot of the it became popular in modern architecture for a while. Was simply the steps jutting out from yeah, the wall, from the wall, just not, planks, not connected to anything on the okay. other side. Yeah. It just doesn't look safe. Yeah, yeah it, doesn't it look looks safe like your weight it won't hold your weight. Yeah, yeah. We we have actually been looking to buy a house, and there's been a couple places we saw where the steps going up have no rowing. It's just steps against the wall, and then there's nothing. Yeah, you don't want and that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm because there's not even anywhere to like, you no, know, no, like connect a railing, so. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Thank yeah. you, Donna. I, like when we we had our house built, and when the second floor was put on, they hadn't built the stairs yet, and so they they made a makeshift ladder just out of two by fours. Right, so right. Up there, and when you go up to that second floor and look down, and there's no stairs. You're like, oh, this is a lot higher up than I thought this was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you don't realize right. that uh, that that height. Yeah, I could do some serious damage if I fell. So the same thing had happened. You know, if there's no guardrail or something like that, all of a sudden your security. <laughs> Your safety net is gone, and it can freak you out. I can understand that. Uh, I want to go to uh, I want to go to Will because he's a union steel worker, so he's got to you know yeah he's got to be got to be up there up a lot. Yeah. So uh, Will, you're on the air. Good morning. Yeah, cup. What's yeah. up, bud? Yeah, yeah cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm correct. You're a union steel worker. Yeah, I'm in the Iron Workers Union for about right. 11 years. And, and uh, to paint a picture for you, I'm a six foot four, 240 pounds. I have five kids. I'm a big dude. Yeah. Right. I've been uh doing this forever and uh we were working on this building and i had no idea i really had this fear until i joined the union but we were working on this building out in uh, uh west Conshohock and the uh eight tower bridge right like 300 uh 300 foot up right off the river and um yeah so i uh, took the elevator uh first day that we were starting and it was a freight elevator it was like a freight coat so it's an exterior an exterior 
elevator that's only attached to the top of the roof, effectively. So it's like a construction elevator, right? And uh, it was the most terrifying experience of my entire life. Uh, wow. It just, it, it's absolutely terrible. So for the past 11 years, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, one of the foremen. So, you know, we get the cruise and we'll get started and they see this uh, six foot four, 240 pound tattoo <laughs> guy, you know, begging for, uh, hey, do you guys have stair access? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. and obviously and, uh, sometimes that's not the case. Uh, and so you have to come up, you have to ride the elevator. Are you white knuckling it all the way up? Oh, no, I, I will find the stairs. You will find the stairs. I will walk 26 floors, uh, 300 feet. I will walk 38 floors. As a matter of fact, we did um, uh, we did out in uh, New York City the uh, one uh, one tower. Yes, after, Liberty uh, One. And, yeah, uh, yeah. No, we were working on a uh, mezzanine 86, um, and uh, it, you know, it took me about an hour and a half. I got there at 5:30 the, in the morning. The Freedom, morning. The Freedom Tower, up. right? The Freedom. Oh, that's Freedom right. Tower. The Freedom yep. Tower. Liberty's yep. here in Philly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wow. what took uh, you an hour and a half? Uh, Liberty. Uh, to get uh, to get up to about 480, oh 480 foot. You were going up 80, 86 floors. Oh. <laughs> we were on the 86th floor. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we didn't do uh, anything above that. It was and, a separate contract. And so you, wa- my, my you walked yeah. up that. So you got there an hour and a half, two hours early to, to ascend those stairs to get to your job site. Yeah, about an hour and a half. Um, no, no more. It's a different than that, commute. Yeah, I would park up in the parking lot at uh, 530 and you know, start my trek, and it was around mm-hmm. 7 o'clock when we started work. Dude, was that longer than your commute into work that day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's comical. Uh, well, <laughs> well, what if you were, like, blindfolded and, you know, and let in? Could you could you go in an elevator if you couldn't see what you were doing? Um, I mean, I guess it would take a bunch of people to get me in there. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I'd be, I'm Whoa. just a big old baby wow. man, big teddy bear when it comes to that. <laughs> it's an unjustified fear. It's not even. No, no, no. It's, just, it's, it's like. It's um, just so stupid. Yeah. It's like the A team. The A team. They used to have to uh, to, to knock B A out. Right, right. Fly, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. let me ask you: Could you sit in the bucket of a crane? And if they hoisted you up, could would that would that terrify you as well? You know, I don't think that it would. But that uh, that hasn't you know crossed the realm of possibility. But you know, I uh, it's really just the elevators unjustified. See, it's it, it's fun. It, it's funny you should say that because thing. on a construction site, I did get the opportunity once to ride in one of those caged elevators where you're, you're, you're basically right. the air is flowing through it. And it's, you know, where they, the, the workers who are building the building ride up in that. And I thought it was pretty right. cool, but it, it seemed pretty sturdy, but you're it just terrifies you. Yeah, and it's just so unjustified. Going, you know, 180 foot man lift, like a big boom lift that you'll see, you know, just hanging out on the side of the road. Yeah. Well, the fact that you would, yeah, I'll go in that. You would walk up 80 flights of steps rather than just. He has to. At least he's dealing with it, man. Thanks, man. We appreciate you sharing. Cool. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Uh, Steve, you mentioned the 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 cage elevator going up. Yeah. Yeah. I went. There was a uh, when I lived in an apartment in the city one time and. Uh, we had a, a parking lot across or a garage where you, they would valet take your car and, and put it in there. And one time they were too busy and they, they weren't going to be. It was going to be a while before they could get it. And so the way that the valets would go up to get the cards was on a man lift. Ah, uh, like the um, which is the you, you uh, like just, a conveyor it's, belt. It's, it's a post yeah. that yeah. goes up, and you just you grab onto the rail and you put your foot on and you go up. Oh, I love cool. that. I got to ride up on that. They're thing awesome. One time. Really? I only went up like two floors. Yeah, and it was cool. It was a little scary though because. Yeah. You know, like you can get caught in from 
you know, if your hand is like sticking out too far yeah. And, yeah. and catches the floor going up, it's going to rip your freaking hand off. Somebody man. who is very large, they, they're not designed no, for it. Yeah. No, but that was kind of neat and scary all the time. We should have that time. here. Uh, hang on. There was one I wanted to see. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go to uh, John here. We got a lot of calls. Hey, John, you're on the air. Good morning. What's up, guys? Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, sir. Hey, What's listen. Up? Uh, so I have a buddy who's a pretty successful local entrepreneur businessman, we'll call it. And when uh, there was a casino that was brand new, I would say maybe eight years ago, down in Atlantic City, that's no longer with us. I won't use any names. But we were going there to party, and uh, we had uh, my band was playing there, and he was just coming to hang. He got so inebriated. That the escalator going up and escalator going down, the ones that were kind of next to each other, yeah. he thought he could surf in between that little steel kind of smooth no. gap no. between the escalators. He ended up tripping and falling and going torpedoed all the way to the bottom where it kind of closes up, and he got wedged between the, the left escalator and the right escalator. And he literally, one of his there's pictures going around, was one leg sticking out, his one arm sticking out, his head's all stiff. They had to stop the escalators and literally wedge him apart. Because people were just going right past him, just going up and down the escalator. So, and he was just stuck there. So, so, so John, I've, I'm, I'm, sure I've looked, I'm sure I've looked at that and thought it'd be kind of cool to, because it basically is a large slide yeah. between both yeah. of them. A lot of times what they'll do, though, in hotels is they'll put, like, these metallic pegs to stop people from doing that. But I don't recall you didn't, those didn't exist on on that particular escalator. They invented those pegs for this guy. Invented <laughs> the pegs for him. They didn't even give us the security camera. They said it was such a huge, like, possible liability issue because he was so blatantly wrong and so blatantly wedged and so blatantly stuck <laughs> and so blatantly had to stop all operations in the casino for like, My a little God. bit. My God, he could have died. Did you say there was a picture of this? Uh, we do have, yeah. Like we, we, a couple of my friends still have it. Every year or so on his birthday, he busts it out. Oh, that's like got to be framed and hung up on his wall, man. Oh, that's great show, guys. Thank you, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Wow. I try. I, you know what though? That that notion has appealed to me now and then. Um, oh, okay. So we found the picture of uh, of King Kong on the Empire State Building. <laughs> is that it? It's animated. I, th- yeah, I, I, I it? thought it was. Uh, that's pretty oh. damn funny. All right, it's on our uh, Twitter account and All Instagram right, account. So yeah, enjoy. Uh, well, listen. So yes, you need to to heed the warnings uh, of uh, anything that's under you know maintenance work as far as uh, elevators and and uh, escalators go because they can be quite dangerous in this. You know, I, I don't think there was any of that. I, I think there was just a malfunction at this one was, in King of Prussia. Yeah. Uh, it fell three floors. Somebody was seriously hurt in that. Oh, wow. They were flown to the hospital. So oh, my God. It's sad to hear that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, thank you for sharing your stories. We appreciate it. I want to take a break because uh, we have some guests on the way. Or do we have a couple of minutes? Well, do we? No, no, we got to right, we we take a break. break. Yeah. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll be back in a second. We do have Bizarre File Stories that I think you're really going to enjoy this morning. Jay Wright's going to be on the program. Andrew McCarthy will be joining us. Make sure you stay put. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, real quick, before we get to the bizarre file, a bit of an announcement. You know, we did the Preston and Steve money clip, and we gave away over $33,000 in prize money. So cool. But there's a bigger one. Remember, I kept teasing. You know, a lot of people text in <laughs> uh, to win the, the $500, and it's wonderful, and we appreciate that. But if you went through the MMR app or through WMMR.com, you were registered for a $10,000 grand prize. And we have the winner, and I would like to announce that name, the winner of our $10,000. Well, why not? He's already been contacted, but the winner is Tom Halleck from Carney's Point, New Jersey. Ten grand! Randomly chosen and won $10,000 because he entered through the WMMR app or WMMR.com. So, you know, we've done a similar promotion like this several times. Chances are we're going to do it again. Yeah. Next time, we just want you to be aware of your opportunity to win that money because people really do get that cash. I would say this. If you're sort of reticent, alternate. Text. Yeah, online. Text online. Go go back and forth, at least. Do that. Take it out for a spin. It's it, Why not? Uh, so the Money Clip uh, promotion was sponsored by Hyundai City. So we thank them very much for all the support. We congratulate all the winners. And thank everybody who at least tried to win. Uh, but like I said, we'll do it again. I'm sure of it. Speaking of winners, I have another announcement to make. Huh? Uh, the Cora Golf Outing is coming up on Monday at Philadelphia Cricket Club. And we had mentioned uh, that over the weekend we had an opportunity for uh, some people to win some foursomes for this event at these legendary golf courses here in our area. And I'm going to announce our winner. So uh, the winner of the round of the foursome at the Militia Hill course with golf carts and a four caddy. And don't bust him on his name because he's heard it his entire life. Uh, Edward McMahon. Edward McMahon from Mount Royal, New uh, yeah, from Mount Royal, New Jersey, which is in uh, Gloucester County. So congratulations to you, sir. And then the winner of the foursome at the Wissahickon course, which is the walking course, comes with caddies and the whole thing. Is it Jonathan Carson? It is not. It's Joseph Ermagiati. McGarity uh, from Wincoats uh, in Montgomery County. So congratulations, and we will see you on Monday. So, hope for great weather and uh, a beautiful day at a wonderful golf club and uh, and a great organization, Cora. Oh my God, yeah, out of Delaware County, and of course that's uh, that's you know Rob McElhenney's uh, main. Uh, focus as far as charity uh, uh, contributions go. And we're going to be talking to Rob at some point this week about a very cool event on the way. And he'll surprise us all with the details. I purposely not paid attention. I want to learn about it on air. I think you're going to be happy when all you right, hear about good. it. All right, good. All right, let's do the Bizarre File, shall we? Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. Offers the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulch Works has delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com 
for details. All right, this is pretty messed up, man, especially the description of this. A man from the Florida Keys crashed his boat Saturday morning. An official said that he had died from mangroves being lodged into his head. Mangroves into his head? Yeah. Key Largo resident Joseph Gunther was 58 years old. The Florida Fish and Wildlife said Gunther's heart had stopped beating and CPR was performed. He was airlifted to uh, Jackson Memorial Hospital where his head injury was possibly fatal, uh, and uh, I think he had, uh, I'm not sure if he, he, yeah, he eventually passed away, it did say in this. Jeez. So he was traveling on a 21-foot action marine boat in Blackwater Sound at a high rate of speed around 9.30 a.m. They added that he was driving erratically into Dunsbury Creek. Uh, Gunther sped straight into a line of mangroves and thrown from the boat and into the mangroves. Uh, the FWC believes Gunther penetrated the mangrove shoreline head-on and that debris from those mangroves lodged into his head and killed him. Oh. Wow. That's, that's got to be a horrific sight. That's brutal. Brutal, brutal. Uh, the mystery woman who bought a $26 million Super Lotto Plus ticket nearly six months ago put the ticket in the laundry and it was destroyed. Oh, no. According to the no. manager... Of the California gas station where it was sold, yep. The winner had until the end of uh, last week, I believe, to claim the prize, which was purchased in 2020, November 14th. The store's manager, who would only give his name as Frank, said the surveillance video shows the individual who purchased the tickets. She's known to the store workers. The woman recently came into the AMPM and said that she had bought the ticket, put it in her pocket, uh, and then laundered that very, very valuable slip of paper, destroying it. When the manager suggested the woman talk to waiting reporters who were hoping to identify and interview the winner, the woman declined. You blow away. A copy of the surveillance video was turned over to California lottery officials, but the store recorded uh, the store recorded over the original version and no longer oh has the God. footage. What? Yeah, they recorded an episode of Dish Nation. Oh. Yeah. Lottery officials did not immediately respond to questions about possible video evidence of the winner and what recourse someone might have after accidentally destroying wow. a winning ticket, $26 million. Oh, my God. Well, at least it wasn't $30 million. Man. All right. I have, remember, that for some reason, stories have been coming in pairs. I have a triple uh, today. Three stories. Uh, that are similar. They all have to do with throat slashing, believe it or not. (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen to this one. Federal authorities say a man on trial in Fargo, North Dakota, slashed his own throat in the courtroom Monday and died. So Uh, he he offed himself. The injury happened after a jury returned a partial guilty verdict against a man who faced a terrorizing-related charge. The man had a sharp instrument that may have been made of plastic. The jury had left the courtroom, but U.S. District Judge... Uh, Peter Welt, the uh, judge, yeah, or Judge Peter Welt, uh, the courtroom staff and others witnessed the incident. Uh, court security officers and deputy marshals attempted life-saving measures in the courtroom, uh, but an FBI spokesman said the man had been acquitted on the charge and found guilty on the other charge. He was about to be taken into custody. They said he did the self-harm after he heard the verdict and after the jury had left the courtroom. He did not know of which charge the man had been convicted. Any indication of how much time he would be serving? No. Okay. Uh, court documents show that last week the judge had been presiding over a jury trial for a North Dakota man 
who was charged with reckless endangerment and assaulted for allegedly running someone over with a Jeep. He also faced a terrorizing charge on accusations that he brandished a weapon. So they're guessing that maybe it was that guy. I don't know. Oh, my God. All right, story number two. All right, second throat slashing. This is messed up, man. That first one was pretty bad. Well, listen to this. A tree trimmer in rural northern California has been charged in throat slashing serial killings that left three people dead. Ryan Scott Blinston was charged with murder, attempted murder, and arson. Now, Blinston had been in jail since he was arrested last year and charged in another neck cutting. Blinston was working for a tree trimming service last May and June when he returned to the client's homes uh, after the work was completed and slashed the throats of the residents. Lorene Seavers, who was 88, died, and her husband, Homer Seavers, who was 91, survived, but died that December of an unrelated illness. So this guy's just killing people to kill people. He's it's killing clearly these elderly it. people. Right. It doesn't sound like you didn't mention robbery. He just returned to kill them. Blinston also is accused of killing Sandra George, who was 82, and an acquaintance, Vicki Klein. He's picking, picking these older people. Did he consider himself like an, an angel of death? No, or? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it gets even more intense. So he's also charged with torching Klein's car. Blood and DNA evidence on the Blinston's car was later forensically matched back to Klein. Her body was later discovered by a fisherman in the Feather River. Blinston was arrested June 14th, about a week after Klein vanished. The SWAT team had tracked him to a motorhome. This is where it gets really weird, okay? So they tracked him to a motorhome, and the prosecutor said as the team approached the motorhome, they heard the muffled screams of a man inside and loud banging on the outside of the motorhome. The banging turned out to be this guy, Blinston, attempting to get into the motorhome oh my God. with a hatchet. Blinston ran into the woods, refused to drop the hatchet. He was captured after a short struggle in the use of a stun gun and pepper spray. Blinston had met the 50-year-old owner of the motorhome earlier, then stayed over because he told the man he was afraid to leave after dark because of bears. The man said he was sleeping when he awoke to find Blinston attacking him with a knife. Blinston had slashed this guy's throat. Jesus. But the man said he was able to kick him out of the motorhome and lock the door. And that's when cops showed up. When wow. this when this all was going on, a medic treated and seriously the seriously injured man, and he was airlifted to the hospital. The SWAT team said they may have saved the man's life because the isolated area had no cell phone service, and it was unlikely anyone would have heard the man's cries for help. It's amazing. There was no immediate word on motive on this guy. All the right. bear must have called him. And then one more. <laughs> a messed vigilante in Arkansas known as Shadow Vision. Shadow Vision. Has acted as a protector of the people in Little Rock for nearly a decade. He's known for walking the streets and greeting fans while wearing a full black armored outfit and helmet and vowing to protect the innocent at whatever cost. I saw the costume. It's actually pretty cool. It is, actually. Now, the superhero has promised residents he'll go after a criminal at large that has become notorious in the area. Uh, Police believe the serial stabber has carried out four attacks, three of which have resulted in deaths. Shadow Vision recently wrote on his Facebook page, I know that the serial stabber is keeping an eye on my page here, so this is a threat to you. When I find you, I will show you what I do to serial killers. I am hunting you right now. You know what reminds me of? Black Noir. Uh, Yeah, he does kind of from the boys. Yeah. 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 Uh, In another comment, he wrote, I am only here to help. The people need someone to bring them hope. I fight for the people. The Arkansas Times notes that the hero claims to have stopped a couple of armed robberies and to have exterminated two serial killers, but such claims remain unverified. <laughs> so he's he's going after this I, other I, slasher. I kind of like it, I have to say. And that is what I have in your bizarre file this morning. Hey, we have a last-second uh, caller. Really? Yeah. Uh, I am going to... Uh, uh, where is this? Hang on. 
Yeah, uh, I'm going to go the to The name is wrong on that page, but correct up there. So we can get the story behind that. We have the that. wrong name here? Yeah, you believe oh that? Oh, my God. All right, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Doug. Uh, Doug, is that your name? Yes, this is Doug. It's not Tom? It's not Tom. But what's so special about you, Doug? I just wanted to personally say thank you, President and Steve, for winning $10,000. Yes! Oh! You are the winner! It's Doug... Halleck? Awesome. All right, Doug. So uh, for some reason we have Tom Halleck here, but it's actually Doug Halleck? That's correct, Doug. D-O-U-G. All right, nice, dude. So congratulations, $10,000. Thank you. No problem. So uh, you're from? are you from Carney's Point? Do we have that correct? Yes, you do. Nice, man. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a truck driver. Uh, truck driver. Dude, man. hard work a man. Absolutely, out on the road. So did you enter through the, uh, the website or did you use the MMR app? I use the website, and uh, I've been trying for two or three years now since you started this. Wow! Thing. Oh well, it all it paid, paid off. off. Ten G's. That's awesome, man. You got any summer? You got any summer plans? Uh, uh, my wife's getting her new bathroom. Oh, oh there it is. That's all. May I suggest, since you have a little extra money, have your butthole uh, lasered out like Kathy did. Yeah. Or get a bidet like Steve. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nice. You got you guys rock, man. Yeah. I listen to you every morning. I love oh. it, Doug. Thank you so much, and congratulations, That's man. Awesome. Ten thousand dollar winner. That's you'd, huge, dude. You'd be surprised. You it won't break the bank to get your butthole really? lasered. Yeah. So wow. what? Give me, give us a. Dollar. You don't need ten grand to get a lasered butthole. No. no, no. You don't need to win a prize, honey. I have great news. Lasering your butthole's never been more affordable. Well, we congratulate Doug, and uh, he won the ten thousand dollars. It's awesome. Uh, and don't forget our, our fine sponsor, Hyundai City, for so sponsoring cool. President Steve Money Clips. So next time, next time we do one of these, enter through the website or the app. You might end up like Doug here. So much money given away. It's awesome. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, we will get to the one and only Mr. Jay Wright, who has been uh, in, included in this year's uh, nominees or actually inductees for the Basketball Hall of Fame. Excellent. We'll talk to him when we return. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, MMR fans. Nifty 50s is looking for friendly faces to join our Nifty team. Visit our website at nifty50s.com and choose one of our four locations. One in Folsom, PA at the corner of 420 and McDade Boulevard, Northeast Philadelphia, Fishtown, and last but not least, Route 42 in Turnersville, New Jersey. Mention you heard about the job on Preston and Steve in your interview and receive a free milkshake. Hope to see you soon. Next message. Hey, MMR listeners. This is Jess from Newark Battery Company in Cochranville, PA. Family owned and operated since 1982. We are a wholesale and retail supplier of automotive needs, as well as batteries large and small. Find us on the web at www.newarkbatterycompany.com or give us a call 610-869-4616. When you think battery, think Newark Battery. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. We have the great pleasure to speak to this gentleman from time to time. He uh, is active for in our Camp Out for Hunger year yes. after year after year and uh, is just uh, one of the best guys we've ever met. And he is in the Hall of Fame, which is a beautiful thing. The Basketball Hall of Fame. He's been elected into the 
2021 lineup of people joining that. Please give some love. Mr. Jay Wright is with us this morning. Jay. Good morning, guys. How are you? Great to be with you. Man, it's awesome to have you on. Um, I'm sure you've heard it over and over, but congratulations, man. This is just, this is massive. Thank you, man. It's it's, it's very cool, and uh, I hope you guys feel a big part of it. They 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 made sure that uh, when they announced me that one of the um, big factors in getting into the hall was my Papa Shot Championship. <laughs> Excellent, of course they yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's been a yeah. sort of a defining moment in your career. Right. That's that's when things started to take off. They listed that they listed that first in, in my accomplishments, and I think they I think they took great pride because. No one ever in the Hall of Fame won a Papa Shot Championship at Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah. No, and uh, you have to be extra thrilled to get in the same year that Tina Turner is as well. <laughs> That's so. a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, is that? Yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> same type of honor. <laughs> yeah. I forgot which. We should have Hall. her come to Camp Out some year and do the Papa Shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tina Turner. <laughs> you know what, Jay? Did this? Um, did, did you start hearing? rumblings in years past because that uh, it seems to work that way like you'll hear oh man you almost got in you weren't quite you know uh, or was you were you blindsided by this no it's a, it's a, that's exactly how it happens Preston. A, a year ago uh we were named a, a finalist and i didn't even know how it worked you know i didn't know how it worked i you know i asked our sports information director my show like, what, what does that mean like you're a finalist you know he's like well then they, they vote and and that was a, a year ago and so I was like, all right. I didn't know when the vote was. That went by, and then I said, all right, good. And then they said you were finalists again this year. And then they they start contacting you and say you're going to get a call on Wednesday and hold this weekend in case you in case you are you are finalists. But then in case you're inducted, hold this weekend. You got to come up Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then you know you get the call on, on. They said you'll get a call between twelve and two, and I got a call eleven fifty nine on. <laughs> Wednesday, and uh, you know you, you you know that that possibility is coming. But when 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 they say that to you, uh, mm. it's it's emotional. It's it's pretty. It, <laughs> it's just not. It's not something you think about or or even aspire to. You know, you think you know you could be dead when they do that. So you don't even think yeah. about that stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. So it was. Um, it, it was it was overwhelming to be honest with you. You know, it's it's weird because we we've gotten we've gotten accolades for the show, you know, o- over the years, and 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 I I'm I'm sure Preston will agree with this. It always seems like um, whenever we get them, someone's going to burst into from the back of the room and go, "No, no, it was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> they were mistallied or whatever." And uh, with all your obvious and verifiable accomplishments, I think probably your your humility. You know, it, it's it's probably a, a double-edged sword because it makes it hard to sort of wrap your mind around something like this, correct? That's exactly right, Steve. That is exactly right. And, you know, I went, I went up there um, this weekend, you know, and, and you're with, uh, you know, Bill Russell and um, and, and Rudy Tomjanovich and, and, and Chris Weber and the other guys that, that are in your class, you know, and Paul Pierce and... I'm, you know, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. You know, I'm just like this. They're talking basketball and you know historical things, and you're with legends, and uh, you, you just don't, I, you don't think of yourself that way. And, and like, I don't want to either. Mm. I, I just, you know, I like, uh, you know, I like being a 
uh, uh, the coach of Villanova to me is enough, <laughs> and being a part of the Big Five is enough. So I, I hear you on that, Steve. I, I know what you're saying. Like when you get those awards, it's it's it, it's it's just tough to to, to get your your mind around it. Did you did you by chance uh, see the article that Mike Jensen wrote um, about your early days of coaching in the Enquirer? I'm, I'm sure you must have gotten wind of I it, did. correct? I, I you know what I did. I'm, my my daughter graduated from college essay from down here. We stayed at the Union League last night. I stayed, and we had a good long night last night at the cigar bar. So I haven't seen anything yet. Um, would do, would there be anything crazy? Did no, it, no. It's just, it just it's it, I th- I found it was fascinating and it, and and all you know it's it's a case of all the building blocks were there and and you're this you know the picture of you you look like you're. A, uh, eleven years old, a dapper eleven year old, <laughs> I'll say. But but uh, but uh, yeah, and, and it's interesting to think also when you get awards like this from that yet that young man you see in the pictures and the stories told about your you know you're finding your 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 feet so to speak, and and here and you still have so much more left to do. You know, you're this is sometimes these accolades come and it's like well it's the it's the ass end of the career and the time to hang it up and you're still going great guns so you got to reconcile that as well. Exactly. I, 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 it's it's going to be cool that they, the enshrinement is in September, and I think it's kind of cool to uh, th- that it's at that time of year because um, you know, we we got the Olympics coming up on on on, J- on July second. We leave for that, and then that's till August ninth. So that'll keep me busy, and then September it'll, it's a great honor, but it'll get over with, and then we can get on to the you know, onto the season and getting talking about yeah. our team again, you know? So, um, it, it's worked out. It's worked out nice, man. I, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I, 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 uh, you know, just like Steve said, I, it's just, it's overwhelming. It's hard to get, you hate talking about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure well, you're going to have to. I'll give you, I'll, Jay, I'll give you something else to talk about. First, uh, congratulations to your daughter on graduating. And I, I know you were Thanks, at, I know you were at um, uh, Nova's graduation last week. And I, I live right near campus and I've been walking around lately. It's so cool to see the kids who are graduating being able to be out and celebrating yeah. and taking pictures. And, and a lot of kids last year got robbed of it. So to be able to walk around Nova's campus right now and see these kids happy and outside and getting the photos oh, taken sure. like like they deserve and i know that the graduation at, at villanova and your athletes your players and um specifically but just the students in general has always meant a lot to you it's it's, it's so true graduation day at villanova is such a great day we, we always have a big luncheon before with all the families and we were allowed to have we were allowed to have two parents at at the graduation for each uh play you know player and then my daughter graduated and and uh from Penn and they couldn't have any parents. So we actually sat outside uh, Franklin field. We all just sat outside waiting for them to come out. But even still uh-huh. the fact that you could be outside and they could come out and, you know, you could hug them and hug everybody. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I think, you know, when you, all the things we miss, um, you know, it, one of the things is just hugging people. I'm a hugger. My wife, my wife used to tell me before, like, yo, you better cool out. <laughs> yeah, be looking at a lawsuit. Yeah. I think that was one of the only things she was happy about with the pandemic. She's like, all right, this nut's not going to be hugging people. But it's, I, that's what I missed. I really missed seeing everybody hugging everybody. It was so cool at our graduation in Villanova and yesterday. Just everybody. I just feel like everybody was just letting loose and 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 uh, hugging, and and I think the parties were even more inspired because they haven't been able to get out and do it. It's 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 a nice time in our country right now. It's it's, it's it, no, it, it certainly is, and, and and it feels good. And I want to ask you now, as you're you're looking at you know 
as uh, going into uh, the next season, next year, uh, you know, when, you know, when everything kicks back in again, um, how you're going to approach everything being much more open up, and what will you port from the the stuff that you learned from um, the uh, the lockdown and different restrictions? Is there anything that you said? Uh, to yourself while you were in the midst of coaching through all that, that uh, I got to bring this out and use this from here on in. Yeah, definitely, man. It was, I think I learned more as a head coach this year um, than any other year coaching. So, because there are just so many different issues and you were, you, you really dealt with the players much. There was a number of times I said to the players and at the beginning of the year, I said, look, I know y'all, you think I'm nuts. And I'm all about team first, and I'm all about what you do for the team and your commitment to the team. But this year, it is not about the team. It's about you individually, your mental health, your safety. And I know you think I'm crazy and I'm not going to be able to do this, but it's the truth. And all during the year, I would say to them, we we had three different shutdowns and Mm. three different quarantines where they got put in hotels by themselves in their room for, for, you know, 12 days and and each time I said to them look if anybody wants to opt out you're not letting the team down you know you're it's 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 for your mental health and we're all about it we get it yeah. and and I get it and I'm not going to hold you responsible like you're letting anybody down and it amazed me how much they love to play how much they love each other what they were willing to give up to play and so going into this year I, I realized like I think we were much more effective like just appealing to their love for the game and not us feeling like we have to drive them. You know? Right, right. I, I learned that so I, I wish I would have learned that earlier in my career. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'd make yeah. it into yeah. the Hall of Fame if you did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of <laughs> the abysmal failure that you are. Now listen, Jay, when you, when you coach at the level that you're coaching at, you know, you're, you're coaching against other um Guys that that know the sport, that that know it, basketball inside and out, and so you know your, your knowledge of the game is is not necessarily what gets you to the level that you're at, but you know, or even keeps you at the level. But you know, I guess your ability to continually learn and pivot because your players aren't around that long. So, you yeah, know, like, yeah. and as a father of three, I know that like, I can't parent all three of my kids the same way because they are three different people. So you always have to continually learn how to, all right, you know, what's the best way to get to this guy, this guy, yeah. or, you know, this group of guys. So your, your ability to adapt is, is, um, is, uh, amazing. Uh, that's exactly right. And you hit the key word. It is definitely like your kids. It's definitely like parenting. Cause they're, you know, they're 18 to 22, We've all been there. We know what those years are like. And, um, you know, what, one of my favorite lines said is, look, I was 18, 22 also, and I know at that time I thought I knew everything about what I was doing. And I know now I didn't know. Jack S. Poop about poop is what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, and, I, and I'm telling you, you don't know poop about poop, but just trust me. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm, we're going to try to teach you. We're with you. And, Every one of them is different, and you can't. It's, you know, it's it's just not. It's not like the old days where you just say like, "I'm the coach, you're the player, just do what I say." You you have to, and it's just like your kids now. You know, you got to treat each one of them differently. But there, there's got to be some certain core values. They're all the same, and certain expectations are the same. And it is so much like 
parenting. It, it really is, and um, and that's what that's what I love about it. I really do. And we and we're so I am so blessed at Villanova. We get kids come there knowing. All right, I, if I just want to go to the NBA and just be in college for six months, there's better places to do that. But mm-hmm. if I want to go and be coached and and be a student and go to class and try to put all that together. This is the place to do that. So we get a really special kind of kid, and 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 we're and and the parents know it. That's what we're sending them there for. So we're really blessed with the kind of kids we get and the parents we have. That's cool. Um, That's hey, awesome, Jay. I wanted to ask about the specifics of of uh, being in in the Hall of Fame and and <clears throat> what all that what all that means. Like like practically, like do you get do they give you a plaque? Do you get a key to the washroom? Do you, I, mean, I, I don't know what all. I don't know no, what the Hall of Fame gets. You get a mug. Yeah. No, President, I didn't either. I don't know any of this. <laughs> you know, I, 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 and no one else does either. Everything's secretive, like the voting secretive. You don't know who votes, so you can't find out anything. You know, but um, you know, we went up there. They give us they, the first thing they did was that we had a ceremony on Sunday where they present you with your jersey, your Hall of Fame jersey. Um, you know, and I asked, like, do we take this home with us or we leave this here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. And uh, it's not like I hang out with Hall of Famers. No one ever tells me anything. <laughs> so um, then they then you go up on uh, in in uh, September and they do a, a a thing. They give you a Hall of Fame ring. They fit you for your ring and a nice. Hall of Fame jacket. And then they have a you know a, 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 a exhibit in the Hall of Fame about you. And, you know, so the people that were inducted this year, it was cool. Kobe Bryant was inducted this year from yeah. from Philadelphia, which yeah. was really cool. So, you know, you get to see their exhibits up. And uh, I'm sure there's more to it. I don't know. I'm learn- I'll learn. Sure. I mean, I, you're getting the ring. You're getting the jacket. I'm, I'm sure you're getting slacks and uh, <laughs> some shoes. <laughs> you know, you got to have the whole outfit. But now, listen, the, I mean, it's I can't even imagine the concept of looking at an exhibit based on on yourself. Right. You know, uh, it's so true. It's, it's, <laughs> hey, but you know what they did tell me? What? You know what they did tell me? Um, you ha- you um, they want you to donate certain things to the Hall of Fame for your exhibit. And if I could donate that golden jock, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, no, that would be yeah. awesome. We'll see if they'll put that in there. If we could memorialize that can you inside see, the... Uh... Can you see a tour group being uh... led over to the J-Ride exhibit and the person starting to tell the story of the Golden Jock? Well, when you would attach oh. to it the, the absolute benevolent reason for its existence yes. and the charity of, of uh, feeding the... The, those who are in need, then it would make sense to have a golden jock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. hilarious. Wow. Hey, uh, Coach, real quick. So you got Jermaine Samuels and Colin uh, Gillespie returning. You guys are um, your number three in all these preseason polls. Uh, so we knew that uh, that you got some guys coming back. Um, can you tell us about any of the incoming freshmen that we don't know anything about yet? Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool because we, we have one freshman, Angelo Brizzy from – uh, from Virginia, who I've never met in person, and he has never seen our school in person. Wow! Uh, because of the pandemic, the way the recruiting went—that's a first, man. Like I haven't met his parents. You know, we've done a hundred zooms, but this is going to be cool. He's good. but they're going to come in June first, and they'll start. Um, so he—he's a guard coming in. Wow! Um, and and we have um, 
Jordan Longino from uh, Germantown Academy coming in. Um, Nana Njoku, who's from um, Delaware, uh, from Sanford School, he's coming in. And then we we did have uh, Trey Patterson, who actually, because of the pandemic, he was such a good student, and they, they didn't know at Rutgers Prep whether they are going to have a, a high school season or not. He graduated at the end of his first semester of his senior year and came with us for the second semester of, of last year. So he'll, you know, be a freshman, but he did get to spend half a year with us, which was really valuable for him. So really good young guys, but a lot of, you know, veteran guys coming back. So we should have some depth. It should be a fun team this year. When you are at Campus Corner Pizza, what is your standard order? <laughs> oh, man, I, I love uh to get a pepperoni pizza and a cheesesteak and I eat both of them together. That's my favorite. <laughs> and they, it's a Philly taco, yeah, right? It's yeah. a Philly taco. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you rap- know what, John? I, I walk out of there with a tub. I walk out of there. With, Nick, you got to get this there. Okay. I walk out of there with a tub of their Caesar salad dressing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I eat it like he gives me a tub when I leave, and then I bring an empty one back for him. See, I I've only it. gotten the uh, the honey mustard from there. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is the nicest guy. He's a huge Philly sports fan. He's got pictures yeah. of Jay and, and Raleigh and, you know, Nova championships, but, uh, you know, Eagles and Phils and everything. And it's such a great place to go. Obviously, a lot of students love going there. And, and Jay, uh, he serves a mighty big scoop of ice cream. I don't know if you've ever gotten a cone, but it's not oh, a standard cone. Awesome. And the milkshakes are great, too, yeah. man. That's, that's, that's during the pandemic. That's, I, I, you know, some people put on 35, or some people got in really good shape and lost 35. Like, I, I did not get in good shape. I'm, no. I'm working it back right now. Jay, I wanted to let you know that uh, I took my son to Hershey Park on uh, Friday. It was, a, you know, kind of a class trip. And they had uh, all the all the eighth grade boys out there, and they were shooting this. Uh, it was like a free throw competition where if you if you won, you won a basketball of your choice. And the amount of Villanova basketballs <laughs> that were bouncing around that park would have made you so proud on Friday. Oh, I love that, man. That's uh, that makes my heart feel good, man. I make my heart feel good. Those guys were able to get up to Hershey Park, and it's open, and they're out. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's great. That, that is cool. God bless you, man. Good stuff. Well, listen, Jay, we just wanted to congratulate you sort of in person or at yeah. least, you know, directly. And, and uh, uh, just, you know, we think it's well-deserved and, and we know you're a very humble guy. And, and uh, so we wanted to throw that praise out there for you because you just you walk the walk. You're a great guy. You've affected a lot of wonderful people in uh, in great ways throughout their lives, us included. So uh, we're just happy you're here in, in Philadelphia. And you're we're very- out. Very, very proud of you. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you count me as part of the Preston Steve family. Man. That's Absolutely. right. Thank right. you. We love you. Jay Yay! Wright, guys. Thanks, Thank you. Hall of Fame member, man. That's, That's great. Camp- you know, and I was reading a quote from, uh, who was Tina it? Turner? No, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Kyle Lowry, who uh, plays for the Raptors, and he said, uh, Jay is one of the best coaches I've ever had and one of the best people I've ever known. Uh, he had said um, that he treated me like a son and helped me become the man I am today. Wow. He's truly a special person. That's a pretty huge thing for somebody well, to say right there's, there. there's, you know, and it's it's not unheard of that you have coaches who are just there for the win and, and don't worry about the development of, of these young men who are coming in and, and looking at their lives post-college yeah. and, and setting them off on, on, on a path where they can be 
you know, respectable people and move on. And that's always – so it's clear when you talk to Jay, it's the whole person. It's not just their physical prowess that is, you know, that, that is uh, determinant of how he treats them. And Nick, what was the name of that restaurant again you mentioned? Dylan? Campus Corner. It's literally on the corner of Nova's campus. Okay. Uh, and uh, great pies, really good ice cream. You know, well, what I, I realize, and I haven't taken advantage of it. You know, because I I did hang out in a co- I didn't go to college, but I hung out in a college town. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, all the great restaurants that that serve college campuses. Yes, there needs to be a tour done of those around here. And I oh, think that's a good idea. We're just yeah. the people to do that because. Yeah. Because you've got all of the campuses around here, and yeah. then, then you have the, mm-hmm. the standard places that the students go to and hang that right. are the best. I mean, Kathy had Jake's. and We're right up on City Line here with St. Joe's. I pass these places, and I'm going, yeah, oh, St. Joe's, I'm thinking, okay, which one of these places? Larry's. Is it? You go to Larry's. That that, that's where you get the, the cheesesteaks and stuff. And I uh, lived two doors away from Marzella's at our scientist college, which was like... Super important on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Trap I mean, Tavern wasn't your joint? Well, no, no, no. I'm just Trap talking Tap. about um, for, like, sandwiches and stuff. Okay. You know, no, yeah, Trap sure. Tavern was definitely the spot to go to for wings on Wednesdays. Uh, what about Tencent the, wings? The new, uh, all the new stuff. I haven't had a chance to really peruse it, but all the new co- stuff that's over there at Villanova now. Oh, and the massive dorms. Actually, I, I was going to ask him about that because it, they've really... Um, expanded the campus like a quite city a bit. Now. It is, and there are some eateries and restaurants. There's actually supposed to be like a, not a fine dining, but a nice restaurant yeah. in, in there too. And I, they had to they opened and then closed immediately right. because of the pandemic. Um, you know, it's interesting though, Steve. That the, the expansion of that campus that probably doesn't happen without Jay Wright. You know, no. the success that no. he brought to the school yes. and, and just the notoriety in a, in a, a really positive way. Um, he's helped foster so many things like that uh, indirectly. That it's. Um, Villanova and the community around it have benefited because of his presence. Absolutely. Somebody texted in and said, that Hall of Famer was real. <laughs> he was real. It's in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, and that's probably the only reason to go to Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, really? Is it a small town? It's or? just not a great town. That's anymore. where basketball was invented, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Naismith is from up there. And, yeah. and, you know, Canton, I've heard, is not great for Ohio. But uh, Cooperstown's really cool in upstate New York. I'd love mm. to get back there for the Baseball Hall of Fame. All right. Uh, cool to talk to the coach, man. Yep. Hey, uh, speaking of coaches, uh, a gentleman by the name of Mike uh, Bongiovanni from hey. New Hope uh, Solberry was our winner of the Coolest Teacher of the Year. Uh, and we now have put it out there to Springfield High School in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Delco! Delco! All right. Hang on. <laughs> I have to hear Rambo yell yeah. at the end of that. <laughs> um, so what you need to do is if you go to Springfield High School, you need to text word teacher to 39333, and we're going to send you a voting link. And then you fill that out and tell us which teacher made an impact on you in the past year, and we got prizes to award that person that gets the most votes. We're asking all Cougars and former Cougars to vote, right, Steve? Yes, that's right, yes. All right, so we'll do it until about (laughs) 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, so make sure that you do that. Let's take a break, come back in a moment. We're going to have Andrew McCarthy on in just a little while, a book about the Brat Pack. It's called An 80s Story, Brat, and uh, we'll get him on in just a few. Stay there. Netflix plus Hulu plus HBO Max plus Discovery Plus equals holy shit. But WMMR's live stream, no subscriptions, and no, because, you know, it's free. Free, free. Free, free, free. 90 free, free WMMR. I've been told there's a new Daily Rush video out. It's called King Dong Son of Kong. <laughs> 
Uh, What's that about? The description says, will the next Kong movie answer our burning question, who is Kong banging, where is his junk? Yeah. Uh, you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline, Philly Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So peruse the bids, if you will. Um, real quick, got an email. Uh, it's uh, it's a shard out. Uh-huh. Uh, it says, hey, Preston, or Preston's intern that screens emails and picks the ones that <laughs> are best. It's funny how people think this. I wish I had somebody to No, do that. we don't have any of that. That's um, why this email is probably from nine months ago. <laughs> no, actually, this one's pretty fresh. So okay. uh, it says, my husband has been listening to you guys since we were in high school. He's a huge, huge fan. I uh, had to give him our son's AirPods so he could use the wireless one so he could secretly listen to you guys at work. Ooh. He said, I mean, honestly, he listened to the podcast, the whole shebang. It's his birthday today, May 17th, so I got this yesterday. Uh, so I'm guessing since I sent this on his birthday, it may not even get read on the air. But could you please possibly give him a birthday shout-out or even a belated birthday shout-out? His name is Jeff. Uh, we actually went to Steve's prostate cancer event two kids ago. We have four now. Uh, but that was one of the best nights out that we could have imagined. Uh, again, his name is Jeff. He's a huge, huge fan. Uh, thanks for all you guys do. You're seriously a friggin' riot, and it's signed his wifey, Alexis. Ah, nice. So, sure there you go. go. Happy birthday, sir. Uh, and then, real quick, I got this uh, email. It says, uh, good morning, Preston. I have my first legitimate social outing since the onset of the pandemic this past weekend. I drove down to Cape May. Uh, taking the scenic route for a bachelorette party. You know what? I think I saw their car because uh, it had stuff written. Oh, no. It was in Cape May. Never mind. I saw a different bachelorette party. And okay. Why wouldn't they have stuff written all over the back of their car? She says, uh, I have to thank you and Casey for bringing up both the bamboo farm and the googly-eyed realtor <laughs> on 347 because both of those sightings gave me such a chuckle. I had been a little anxious to be away from our daughter, who will be two in July, overnight for the first time in 14 months. So thinking about those segments... And all you guys really helped uh, to make the drive that much more bearable. On that note, uh, if you could give a shout-out to my wonderful husband, Joe, I would appreciate it. Although I think my daughter's meals consisted more of soft pretzel and water ice that day. It's a good uh, meal. And she went to bed filthy. <laughs> I know they had a blast. Uh, let's face it, he's the favorite for sure. Uh, thanks for keeping us smiling uh, day in and day out. We love you guys. And that's from Allie Banks. So here's a shout <laughs> And by the way, yes, I did put the googly eyes yes. on I the realtor. I didn't see any pictures. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Oh, posted yeah. on our social media. I didn't see them. Um, and it usually pops up because I follow the feeds. Yeah. Mm, uh, there's there's a, a fresh one, Nick. There should be. <laughs> yeah, I saw the one with you. Uh, are we getting any yeah. from, from people who are passing by and hashtagging? I saw somebody posted uh, a picture. But they, listen, on the other side, when I put them on, here's the deal. Let me yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> I left here. I left here to go to the shore. Normally, when I go from my house, I head down the Blue Route and across Commodore Barry and head that way. And the, are you looking at the picture? It looks great. great. It? it looks great. So I uh, I ended up following ways, and it took me through Philly onto the Atlantic City Expressway. And I'm like, you know, I'm like past Blackwood, New Jersey now, and I'm like, oh, I went the wrong no. way. Oh. <laughs> way oh boy so i didn't get to do it until i was on my way home all right but somebody else steve had gotten the really big googly eyes oh, as well and put them on the other side of this billboard but 
by the time I got there, somebody had ripped them off already. So somebody goes by and takes these things off that people are putting up on. And it's not this guy, Forte, who's the actual... No, he, he's okay with the, it. Yeah. The, the actual uh, realtor. He's okay with it. He told us we could do that, so... Yeah. No, leave his googly eyes. Anyway, I put fresh googly eyes on there. We'll see if they're I'll, still Listen, I'll, I'll keep ordering the efforts if you keep going all down. All right, all like, right. They're only like 10 bucks. I was laughing my ass off oh my God. while <laughs> I was so doing funny. it. It was so much fun <laughs> to go over and put those <laughs> eyes and on that sign. They're the perfect size, those big they ones. Are. If you yeah. missed the conversation, it's this billboard <laughs> on, uh, it's either on 347 it's, it's or It's definitely on 47. It's on 47. Yep. Okay, anyway. Uh, and it's his huge bald head. It's a really big picture, and so we got these big googly eyes to stick on them. This is in New Jersey, and uh, and they look awesome. Wait, so this picture is, and I know we saw it last week when we talked about it. It's just of him. It's not. Well, there's not even a sign that says his name his on name, it. Next to there, there's two billboards next to each other. But that and, and the it's other not, one is a Keller Williams, I believe. It is, yeah. But it doesn't say his for. name on it. It doesn't. No, and I was surprised at that. So this is, I mean, because he told us this was literally to piss off his ex-wife, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's not even promoting his business. It's just his picture. And so, it, it's a, it. I guess it has real the company that he works for, but his name is not on there anywhere. But look at the picture. There, I don't see the realtor anywhere. It's well, if you look over Preston. my shoulder, there's another sign yeah. there. Okay. So yeah, the, yeah another yeah. sign. But uh, Preston, this is perfect. We have got to make sure that this stays. All right. <laughs> this stays in effect. All right. We'll try to. We'll try to keep that. Uh, that tradition going. <laughs> That's one of the funniest yeah. things I've ever seen. All right, so real quick, i got to do a shart out, and, uh, you know, maybe that marriage started off like this marriage, you know, yeah. like happily and, right. and full of love and everything. Blended so, googly eyes. Uh, so James <laughs> Baker sent me this email. He said, two years ago, went on a date, most amazing night. A year later, wanted to get married on the same date, but there was a pandemic. Uh, so they ended up getting married, I believe, in July. They podcast every day from Houston, Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. <laughs> Houston, Pennsylvania. Uh, and so he wanted to give a huge Philly shout out to his perfect wife, Stephanie. It would make her day because uh, they're both at work. So there you go, Stephanie, from Where? your loving husband, James Houston. Baker. It's Houston, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. There's a Dallas right? PA, too. Yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So Houston's and a Denver. Uh, and a Denver, yeah. And a oh. Jersey Shore. Houston's out by Pittsburgh. Wow. There's it's a Jersey even, Shore it, in Texas. It's even west of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Man, that's way out there. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, very good. All right, we still have some time before we get to Andrew McCarthy on, so I've got a couple things to mention. I saw this. Uh, Wallet Hub looked at uh, 182 of the most populated cities across America using more than two dozen metrics in two main categories to determine the best and worst U.S. cities to start your career in. All right, this should be interesting. So the metrics they used were professional opportunities, which includes everything from the availability of entry-level jobs to monthly average starting salary and job growth rate and quality of life, which examines each city's average commute time, housing affordability, and how friendly it is to both singles and families, among other factors. Where do you guess... Philadelphia landed amongst these. If you were to rank it somewhere in the list, there's 182. So. I'm going to give it um, a higher. Um, it's probably going to register higher. I think. Um, yeah, the number of universities in this town yeah. probably is a good feeder into local industries, and pharma is big here. So, uh, I, yeah, I'd see. I put it in the top of uh, 30, 30. 30. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Top 30. Anybody else? I'm I think go- it's going to be. Go- yeah, I'm going to go lower just because we're always on the crappy end of lists. Well, I also, I think, uh, Nick, your assertion about the amount of uh, universities and colleges maybe hurts people because you have 
more of a so graduating of class. Hmm. So I would say lower. All right. Out of 182 yeah. cities, Philadelphia came in 174. <laughs> wow. Nailed it. It's in the bottom nine. <laughs> That's wild. Best I'm of, of worst city to start your career in. Start your career. Cool. Awesome. To begin. So it, it may be hard to find mm-hmm. a good entry-level job that's got a good salary and, you know, kind of that whole thing. Hey, I would have thought, I I thought the other way, you know. It, just, it seems like. And also, we, there, there are other surveys that come out that say for for the people in that stage of their life that, well, I don't know if it's changed, but that Philadelphia is a very good city. The last one, number 182, is uh, Newark, New Jersey. Mm. Uh, so, but I'll give you the top ten. Uh, number one they is just got their library. Uh, number one is Salt Lake City. Hmm. Uh, as far as place to start your career, the best place to start is yeah. Salt Lake well, City. Well, you, you can't even drive to work and drink coffee. <laughs> you can. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah you they, can. They, they right. lifted yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Orlando is second. Well, that's because of all the theme parks. Atlanta is third. Uh, Austin, Texas, fourth. Columbia, South Carolina, fifth. Uh, then you have Charleston, South Carolina, Seattle. Overland Park, Kansas. Huh. What about Houston, PA? Uh, no. Uh, Durham, North Carolina, and Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, Scottsdale's a happen in town. Yeah. It's only yeah. 130 degrees every day. I know, I know. I have uh, some friends that are, uh, a friend who just went to Sedona and just loves it and it um, is nice, but, but in the in the heat of the summer, it's got to be horrible. Uh, Sedona's not as bad as Phoenix, really. Yeah, because okay. you're, you're working your way up to higher elevation. elevation? So, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, you know, listen, uh, this is not the worst thing in the world uh, to have. Uh, it to sucks low on the list, <laughs> but uh, we, we stink. Yeah, never know. You never know. All right. Um, oh, another local thing. I guess this could be city beats. Oh, is it? Technically, wow, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, because I'm was, not ready. I don't. I don't have enough. I only have one other thing. <laughs> All right, so uh, anyone who missed a chance to see and smell the Longwood Gardens corpse flower last summer... Yes. ...will get another shot uh, in the next week to experience this rare event locally. Uh, the Temple University... It. ...Ambler Campus Greenhouse and Ambler Arboretum is waiting for not one but two corpse flowers to bloom. Oh. Uh, the odds of both flowering at the same time are pretty low, but getting to see even one is apparently bucket list worthy for people who are into flowers Have and so on. Have you guys ever been in proximity of the corpse flower and smelled it? I don't no. think. I thought I, you did, Nick. Uh, no, I've been to Longwood many times, but I don't think I've ever uh, smelled the corpse flower. I, I've seen it, um, but yeah. I, I, I wasn't blooming when I was there. But, so um, what is the smell? It smells like, like death. Yeah, oh. yeah. Like, like rotting meat. Gross. So, by the way, what, what I did not know is the Latin name for this is... Uh, Amorphophallus tit- uh, titanum, hmm. which like means dead man penis, large misshapen penis. Huh. That's what it means. Dead Amor- man penis. <laughs> Amorphophallus titanum. Amorphophallus titanum. The- Woo! It sounds like a yeah. Harry Potter. How long does it take to bloom? Uh, you know what? They uh, ten years. Oh, takes wow. seven to ten years to produce. Mister Potter man. just turned me into a penis. At least for the for the the, the deep maroon bloom to happen. Uh, okay. What we're looking at is pretty otherworldly. Yeah, um, and the, the stench is something that is. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't it know looks if like it would be something on on uh, 
uh, uh, Pandora. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, from Avatar. Uh, so uh, it is also called the Titan Aram, uh, found in the wild only on the Indonesian island of Sumatra. Mm. Uh, the endangered plant can reach seven feet tall, with leaves that fan out to twelve feet, and a tuber. A tuber that can weigh. I'm popping one right now. 150 pounds. <laughs> the hell's a tuber? It's like a potato. Yeah. A root vegetable. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Son of a bitch. Uh, okay. I was playing. Hang on. The reason I said son of a bitch is I was on a. Uh, I was uh, playing a crossword puzzle, and a uh, <laughs> now you a clue it. came up and said Maui tuber, and I'm like, what the hell's a tuber? Uh, I was yam. a surfer or something like that. Is it a yam? Wasn't a yam. It was some vegetable I'd never uh, heard of before. I was playing one of the more difficult ones. I was using, man, son of a bitch. You were using the Tubers. Hawaiian version. All right, anyway, Kathy, what were you going to say? No, so I, um, where is it again? It's in uh, the Ambler, uh, the Temple Ambler Campus Greenhouse uh, and Ambler Arboretum. Okay. The great hole of stinky stuff. <laughs> so um, it looks like once it starts to open up, like day one, you have until day 17 when it'll start to like fall and, and go away. Okay. Day, All right. Uh, day 11, 12 looks... 11, 12, 13 looks like it's the best. It does look like a large yellow phallus. Yeah. Dude, what do you think the tuber tastes like? If it can, if it can crank out a 150-pound potato? Hmm. Look what the tuber worked up, man. <laughs> they would have... Uh, tuber! Tuber! The tuber! Tuber! Uh, cor- um, corpse flowers, like I said, take about 10 to 7, 10 years to produce. The maroon bloom, which usually only lasts for, like Kathy said, a couple of days, and then it withers and begins the 7 to 10-year clock a new. The flower show, by the way, is all outdoors yeah. this year, which is cool. I'm, Great I'm, idea. I'm yeah. looking forward to... Uh, June, right? Yeah, June 5th, I think it starts. Down June in 5th F- or 6th. FDR Park. Yeah. So you, uh, they'll have it all laid out that way. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how it is done. By the way, the reason this thing smells like rotting meat uh, <laughs> is it's meant to attract <laughs> pollinators like beetles and flies. There you go. Yeah. Uh, plant enthusiasts and aficionados of the... Um, I've been drawn to this plant. Of the bizarre plant will jump at the chance to... Beetle. I got it. Yeah, Beetle. Got it. Oh. There's a linen. Sorry, I, I heard... Why Obi- do I keep getting drawn to this plant? I heard Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, view the enormous short-lived flower and experience its rancid odor. Ah. So you can do that now. Interesting. How about that? All right, uh, we have a moment, and look who's on the phone line. Who? Did you see this? Wow. No. No, 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 no. Was that an accident? Yes, because <laughs> I lo- normally I we have that. the teacher music play, but no, that was from the Blue Oyster the from the <laughs> Police Academy movie, the Men's Club. <laughs> it totally fits. Here we go. <laughs> we want to welcome our next guest. He was voted oh as the God. coolest teacher of the year. At Hope Solberry High School, please welcome this morning, Mr. Mike Bongiovi- Bongiovanni. Hey, how are you, Mr. Bongiovanni? Did I say your name right? You totally said it correctly, yes. Ah, oh, nice. Nice. Well, uh, hey, congratulations. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I want to see if we got these stats right, because we looked up your information when we found out that you were the winner. But have you been teaching there since 1984? Yes, I have, and as a matter of fact, this is my last year I am retiring. Oh, oh, well, you, wow. you, you got this most hallowed honor in under the wire. Oh, yes, I think this is my, my prize. I think. <laughs> Your yeah. swan song. Kids probably felt sorry for me. So, uh, oh, somehow, no. I don't think so, no. Man, 
So when did you decide, did you know a few years out that this would be your last year, or is this something that you made, a decision you made recently? Um, probably more recently. This has been a really tough year for teachers, and, and especially for kids. You know, right. this has been, you know, really, really difficult on all of us. But uh, this is my 37th year, so. Um, it's amazing. Um, yes, it was hard to tell my wife. She's not real happy about it, but. uh <laughs> That's okay. Well, you have an extensive list of coaching. So you did, uh, uh, you coach football at uh, Delaware Valley University, I saw. Also, yeah, I, I currently do coach football at Delaware Valley University, yes. And uh, Central Bu- Central Bucks West, Archbishop Wood, Central Bucks East, and New Hope Solberry. You've, you've coached there. Are you going to continue uh, the coaching as, as a part-time thing? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. That's, so that'll keep me busy through, uh, at least through the fall. All but, right. Uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to retirement. Nice. Do you have any plans for retirement? Do you have a Do you have a a, a plan of action, or are you going to just adopt inaction? Um, I think I'm going to adopt inaction, <laughs> but uh, hopefully, my wife is not listening right now because <laughs> I'm still trying to fulfill the honeydew list from 1993. <laughs> so, uh, right. you know what? And, and looking at at the picture that we have of you, Mike, Steve was wondering if you might be opening up a uh, motorcycle bodybuilding shop. <laughs> does, uh, that, does that picture have my intimidating Fu Manchu? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm fully bearded right now. It's all gray. Oh, but, uh, okay. Yeah. You look, yeah, is part of the job, I guess. You 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 looked reminiscent of uh, Paul Tuttle Senior from uh, Orange County Choppers on, in that. <laughs> yes, I've picture. been I've been told that I have been told that. Yes. <laughs> Mike, do you know Mr. Mannion? Uh, I don't think I do. Oh, is there, is... He's the art teacher I, at at the school I went to high school. Oh with him. yeah 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 yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. Nice. You'll you'll miss him tons. Apparently, no. <laughs> I will miss I will miss this job tons. I, I've really enjoyed my thirty seven years of teaching, and uh, that's amazing. Um, I, yeah, I love the kids, and that's that's what I'll miss the most is the kids hey, and you, and my fellow colleagues. You know, Mike. One of one of the things that I find fascinating. We just had uh, Jay Wright on a few minutes ago. He's he's you know just got into the basketball Hall of Fame, and Casey. Uh, likened uh, what he does to being a, a bit of a parent and being a coach in that um, he will know these kids for a short amount of time, guide them, and then send them on their way. And, you know, that's that's a teacher's life. A year after year, you, you bring yeah. on these kids, you meet them, you form a relationship with them, and sometimes it's just one year and then they're gone. Um, and I, I, it's got to be bittersweet in that, you're guiding them, you're helping them, but also, you know, some of these kids I'm sure you come to love in a certain way, and you have to see them go off on their own, and it's it's got to be an interesting scenario for you. It, it is, and, and, and it's nice to run into some of them as they're older because I now am currently teaching several kids that I taught their parents. Wow. Oh wow, that's oh got to be a, yeah. uh, that's got to be a mind blower. Whoa, yeah. Well, I, I I've kept all my grade books for over thirty something years, so these kids really want to know what grades their parents. <laughs> have. <laughs> so, you have funny. black blackmailable oh. material there. Wow, I do. Yeah, I do. Well, listen, yeah. uh, Mike, we're happy to give you this on behalf of your students. Just a little token. We're going to set you up with the Preston Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. We'll give you tickets to the MMRBQ and a Coolest Teacher t-shirt, which you can wear and sit in the Coolest Teacher section when you come to the show. And we'll give you a $25 gift card from our friends at Acme Markets. Just a small thank you on behalf of all those students you've taught over the years. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right, and enjoy retirement, yes, Mike. Congratulations, yes. Mike. Bongiovanni. Thank you. I will. Yeah. And he is, like we said earlier, he's from 
New Hope Solberry High School, and now we have Springfield High School in Delaware County. You get to text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send you the voting link. You can vote for the teacher you thought was the coolest past year. And uh, it's a way to say thanks to all the teachers. We can't buy gifts for everybody, no. but we're going to do what we can in this particular way. All right, our next guest is ready to go. Uh, years ago, well, we had him in our studio, and it was such an awesome visit. I'm excited about the fact that he has this book out. I've been waiting for something like this. To be yeah, it, it, it's funny. He's written other stuff, and obviously written for Nat Geo, and and uh, has done you know uh, other uh, hit other topics. Oh, this yeah. has been the glaring one. Yeah, and uh, he's finally gotten around to it. It's called Brad, uh, an '80s story, and it is out now. And uh, we are happy to welcome Mister Andrew McCarthy yeah. to the show this morning. Andrew, good morning. Morning, guys. Hey, uh, like I said, man, well, listen, thanks for for writing this. I've not had a chance to pick it up yet, but I definitely plan on doing this because that time period uh, is my formative years. And and I look back on uh, 1980s movies as as a way to go back in my own little time machine. Nostalgic. And, of course, you and the members of the quote-unquote Brat Pack were a big part of what was going on in the world of celebrity um, had this idea been cooking for a while for you to finally get to it, Andrew? Well, I think it's been cooking for 30-odd years, you know. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it just took a while for the dough to rise, I guess. But, uh, yeah, you know, people have asked me over the years to write one. I always said, no, 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 no. And uh, I just kind of thought, you know, I'm old enough now. I can kind of look back on it and try and make some sense of it. Because it, it all happened so kind of quick and everything in the day. And it was such a seminal part of my life and changed who I would become, you know. So, And I never really looked at it. And I know other people were interested in it and curious about it. And so I just sort of said, does my version of the past match what's in people's minds, you know? And I think the answer is yes and no. Yeah, well, it's funny because it is it is such a pivotal thing for, for so many people. And it does bring such a great sense of nostalgia. And, uh, you know, I have to imagine, and you can probably... Uh, you know, uh, verify or deny this, but uh, Elmo's uh, St. Elmo's Fire was probably the 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 point at which the Brat Pack, as the Brat Pack, came into being. Would that be correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was sort of that was it. That was ground zero for Brat Pack to me. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and from that, it all grew out. You now, know, you, you it was don't... weird because it suddenly it was you know it was based on some mag- magazine article and it caught on so quickly and so powerfully and mm-hmm. you know it's such a good turn of phrase. And it was something I think a lot of us recoiled from at the beginning, but over time, like you say, it's become this sort of nostalgically, iconically affectionate term for a whole, not even just those movies, but for like a moment in pop culture. Right. It's taken on a life of its own. Now, under with with that that badge, that Brat Pack name, we would assume uh, that everybody was buddy-buddy. You guys hung out and partied all the time together, but that wasn't really necessarily the case, was it? Well, you know, yes and no. I mean, it certainly wasn't to the degree that um, I think it was thought of and or promoted. But there were certainly, I mean, it, it, it began and existed for a reason because it sort of existed on some level. And there was, you know, it was a select singular group of people that were it was all happening to, being in movies and being sort of successful in a certain way at that time. So it was a small little club of people, whether they were, you know, there weren't Brat Pack meetings and secret handshakes. <laughs> <laughs> like the Masonic Temple. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, our picture's not on money, although I think Rob Lowe would like his picture on money. But, you know, it's, it was, it was, you know, it was, and 
and it continues to sort of be, even though, we, I mean, we rarely see the guys, although I was talking to Rob last week, I was talking to Molly, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to John Carr the other day. So, I mean, as we've gotten older, I think we've all kind of embraced it a little more. I, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's also sweet for us because a lot of times you'll have somebody, you know, that, that, that you, you first encounter them on and, and they, they sort of, um, it sort of gets them to the dance, so to speak, and then they turn their, their back on it. And so it's sort of sad as on a fan level to say, oh, I wish they embraced that more. But I think also just by the nature of who we are, you've got to let things breathe before you can look back and say, wow, this this really was something. Because when you're in it, I have to imagine your head's spinning because as bad as it is, I mean, you know, you there was hyper focus on you guys. There's so many other people and YouTube stars and it, it sort of spreads out a little bit more now. But at that point, magazine covers and everything, it was it, it had to be 10 times as worse. Uh, you know, ten times worse than it is, perhaps, for people who are going through it now. Well, you're right in the sense that I, I think that the public embraced it in a positive, affectionate way right away from the get-go. You know, the Brat Pack term didn't mean anything pejorative to, to the public. I think just to us, in and in show business and in sort of the media, it was sort of cast in this sort of disparaging way, and so we ran from it. But. Um, and, you know, when things like that start to get focused on you, you, you just, I mean, I, you can either turn and embrace it like you saying, or you just kind of run from it, which yeah. is what I did. And I don't know that that was particularly an effective <laughs> tool. And so it took me a long time, I think, to turn back, to slow, get enough distance, turn back and embrace it, you know, without, you know, I'm not a nostalgic person, but to be able to sort of look at that and kind of see it for what it was and what it still is to people. You know, it's what I've become this kind of avatar of a certain portion of generations youth you know and that and it's of that moment when we were that age when we're coming of age and you're stepping out into the world for the first time and your life is this empty canvas to be painted on and it's an exciting thrilling time and we represent that to a certain generation of people and that's kind of a beautiful thing to to evolve into so as as a member of the brad pack did you ever get the opportunity to interact with the rat pack itself There was one night I went, uh, Rob Lowe invited me out to dinner. We went out, and uh, suddenly there was Liza Minnelli's at the table with us. And then Liza's like, hey, let's go to Sammy's. And I'm like, Sammy's? I thought that was a nightclub or something. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's all go to Sammy's. And we pile in our cars. We drive up into Beverly Hills. We come to some house, and suddenly the door swings open, and there's Sammy Davis Jr. going, hey, cats, come on in. Join the party. And like... Suddenly, I'm at Sammy Davis Jr.'s house and with Liza Minnelli, and I'm going, "Oh my God, with this, I'm a long way from New Jersey." And, oh, that's so oh, cool, God. though. I mean, that you talk about. I mean, you know, the, uh, what, perhaps uh, you know the greatest entertainer of all time, Sammy Davis Jr., and hanging out with him. I mean, that that's that's rare earth there. Oh, it was fantastic. I yeah. mean, it was great. I mean, Sammy's sitting there. You know, he's smoking cigarettes. I'm smoking cigarettes in the '80s. You know, so we're smoking. And Sammy's like pointing at me, going, "You know, I got my eye on you. I'm watching you, young cats. I love what you're doing." I'm like, "Cool, Sammy." You know, <laughs> it was just kind of this crazy night. With that, do you, uh, Andrew, kind of notice little flare-ups of of groups of of younger stars as they? Uh, or in these kind of collectives that that you were back in the day, or are you focused on other things? You know, I only ever notice them because of my kids. Sort of in passing, <laughs> right. notice it. It all seems to happen um, so quickly. <laughs> you know, uh, I just don't pay any attention. But even then, I didn't. I tried not to pay any attention. Uh, but you know, I think with, with a lot of, I'm more 
I get more of it from my kids about music and music people that they like and mm. stuff, which is interesting to how it all keeps changing and moving forward. As it should be, you know, there should be another generation of young people coming well, up every year yeah. doing it. Your, your, you know? your kids are in entertainment as well, are they not? Yeah, my, my son, you know, life is cruel to parents. The last thing I ever want was my kids to be actors. And uh, my son is on the show called Dead to Me, and it's a Netflix show that's successful. Oh, that's and my true. daughter's been on Broadway a number of times. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's not fair. It's it's interesting to see that happening. We had Kevin Bacon on not too long ago. He's a longtime fan of the show. And his daughter has entered into the world as well. She's in Mayor of Easttown, a show shot around here. And I think he was in the same yeah. vein as you as... Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. But they will do yeah, what they don't do. Don't do it. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask, and you can again. This is a rumor, and I don't know. I'm, I'm absolutely getting the book. I'm I'm fascinated with this time, and just went through a binge of all these movies. Okay, on the, in the movie Class with uh, Rob Lowe, and you uh, shared that uh, movie with Jacqueline Bissett. Did you, in fact, have a bit of a relationship with Jacqueline Bissett, or is that just uh, bogus? No. Not, uh, that is not uh, true. But when I did finish uh, the movie, I went out and I stayed with Jacqueline Bissell. She said, Andrew, what, what are you doing after the film? And I was, I'm 19. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to L.A. and get an agent. She said, oh, stay with me. So I lived at Jacqueline's house for several months while oh I was, my God. Uh, you know, introducing myself to Hollywood. And she used to drive me to my early auditions in like her, her Cadillac convertible and things. And it was a very bizarre and wonderful time. Oh, my God. And, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. She was super generous to me. But uh, no, she was living with Alexander Gudnov at the time. Oh, OK. So that he's no. Yeah, OK. Then that makes sense then. I was wondering. But still, that had that's almost at that time, you know, Jacqueline Bissett, an elegant, wonderful oh woman, but a goddess at that time. So. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, I should have quit show business right there, and that was probably the yeah. <laughs> Well, we're glad you didn't. It's a great story, and I know that the book is loaded with it. I'm with you, Steve. I want to get this right away and read it. It's called Brat, an 80 story. It is out now where uh, wherever books are sold. Uh, Andrew, it's great to chat with you again. Good luck with everything. Thanks, guys. All right. Andrew McCarthy, yeah. guys. Um, you know what? It's it's wild because looking at uh, Nick was pulling up screenshots of different movies uh, on the laptop here uh, that Andrew is in, and you know, with uh, Lesson Zero, uh, it, it, you look back on uh, Robert Downey Jr. and was he was he considered part of the? He wasn't no, part he wasn't. of the Brad Pack. He wasn't. He, he was in some of those movies, but he came in later. But the the original core you had uh, uh, Judd Nelson, you had Emilio Estevez, you had Rob Lowe, you had. Holly uh, Ringwald. Right, but Mayor uh, Winningham, right? She was one of them. She was in St. Elmo's Fire. Right. Um, uh, Demi Moore. Yes. Uh, and um, uh, Ali Sheedy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so yeah. that, that, and that, that, that group, and they all dated and, and had relationships. And I remember, um, like, for, we were talking about the other day that uh, uh, Emilio Estevez and Demi Moore had yeah. a, a, a long relationship. But uh, it's funny because we just had Judd Nelson on a while ago. He's playing this yeah. true life maniac Killer. who kept his you know da- daughter in a uh, in a prison in the basement. But they, they they've all moved on, and I don't think anyone is like like Rob Lowe is doing great. Everyone sort of beat their demons. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, in the beginning, the Brad Pack thing was I think it was People Magazine that did it, coined the phrase, and it was it was sort of sarcastic. Like these, yeah, yeah. they think they're the new Hollywood. Yeah. And, um, and, it, and, and but he said, set. yeah, it took, <laughs> that and, was it. And they, uh, they were the party crew, but yeah, uh, you know, Robert Downey, even though he was kind of outside of that, there, you know, seen plenty of pictures of him, 
partying with that group, yeah. and, and you're like, man, this dude ain't gonna make it, man. The, uh, but the, you know, they 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 did, and the, yeah, the they sto- did. The stories are, uh, I'm I'm sure, are exactly what I want to hear, like that sort of stuff, yeah. that sort of time. Because yeah. if you watch the movies again, like Joel Schumacher, who was a, a director who was responsible for the Lost Boys and Saint Elmo's Fire, and you know, he he did uh, well. You know, and there were the movies of uh, um, uh, John Hughes. Yeah. That a lot of them got yeah. started in as yeah. well. Yeah, so, exactly. Is Andrew a, McCarthy being one yeah, of them. Yeah, big chunk of and Weekend at Bernie's, Preston. The classic. Yes. Yeah. I love that movie. All right. Uh, we should take a break and come back in a moment because we still have some uh, bizarre file stories that I would like to share with you. So let's do that very thing when we return with that a little while. we still got Trash Music News and Lesson Question, more things to give away. We will return shortly. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Let us uh, head to the Bizarre File now. Now, (laughs) WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. They make life so much easier. Never leave your house for propane ever again. Visit cinch.com. That's spelled C-Y-N-C-H.com. Cinch. Start the story of Oklahoma. in Oklahoma. A fishing trip turned into a harrowing experience Wednesday night for a father and son when the 12-year-old boy was caught in quicksand. Oh, oh boy, no. quicksand. Uh, the boy was fishing with his father when he became stuck. Firefighters responded. It took about 45 minutes to rescue the boy out of the quicksand. Uh, according to one Not of so quick. Uh, one of the fire department officials, he said at one time, uh, we had up to three firefighters and the father pulling on the child while we were digging by hand to try and free him. The rescuers were sinking down into the sand as well. He said, we used some driftwood and tree limbs to build a makeshift platform to help keep us from sinking down. When firefighters arrived, the boy's right leg was buried to to his knee while his left leg had been freed by his father. Uh, They said he was beginning to suffer the effects of hypothermia along with loss of feeling in his leg. Uh, But aside from that mild hypothermia, the boy should be fine. You don't hear of... Uh, quicksand cases that often. Well, what ha- starts to happen is you get this suction. So as mm-hmm. you start trying to pull out, it pulls you further in. Exactly. Uh, tension in uh, tension in high in Ohio. Walmart. Okay. With the, the, what in the on. hell? It's supposed to be tension ran high in an Ohio Walmart recently. Police say that they were called to the potato chip aisle for a disturbance between two women. They say one woman threatened the other and her seven-year-old daughter. She pulled down her mask and attempted to spit on the victim, but missed. And then she hit the victim in the face with a 10-pound log of packaged meat. You son of a bitch. The 25-year-old suspect was arrested and charged with assault with meat and violating a temporary uh, protection order. I better I could eat just one. Turns out the victim had a protection order against the other woman following an incident. 
uh, where they both live. So this continued in the Walmart. What kind of meat? It didn't say. All right. It was packaged meat, so I'm not really sure. A woman is urging people to take care of the environment as she recently found a fish with a gold ring caught around its neck. Uh, Susan Pryor confirmed in a blog, blog post on Tuesday that she was snorkeling in Emily Bay in Norfolk Island, on Norfolk Island, which is located off of Australia's eastern coast, when she witnessed the unusual sight. Now, according to Pryor, a sand mullet was swimming through the waters on Monday with a gold wedding band lodged around its neck. It's a pretty small fish. Okay, I would assume, right? Uh, Although she had previously spotted sand mullets wearing plastic collars from juice and milk bottles, a sight she called gut-wrenching, Prior to this, uh, Prior said that this was unlike anything that she had seen before. Is it possible the fish had just gotten engaged? I didn't. She may have. Con- no, because you know it was a male wedding band. Oh, well, maybe right. it was. They might have been a gay couple. I'm oh, not yeah, sure. Well, yeah. so, uh, yesterday, she said, "I saw another mullet with a ring collar, but this one looked a uh, like a shiny metallic gold oh. uh, with a lot less algal growth compared to the plastic ones." He went to Jared. Uh, Pryor noted uh, that the ring likely got caught on the fish while it was searching for food on the ocean floor. She said, sometimes these rings escape into the wild, and this is the sad consequence. Mullets snuffle through the sand looking for food, making it so easy for a ring or hair tie to flip over their noses and get stuck. After snapping pictures of the fish, which you can see, it's pretty wild looking, uh, Pryor returned to land where she remembered that someone had posted on a community social media page earlier this year about a man's wedding ring that had gone missing in the bay. She said, I decided to see if I could find a possible owner. Uh, it didn't take long for my suspicion to be confirmed. We now have a poor mullet weighed down with someone's expensive gold wedding ring. As it turns out, the ring belonged to a man named Nathan Reeves. Reeves lost the piece of jewelry around Christmas time while swimming at Emily Bay with his wife, Susie. In order to get the ring back for the couple, though, Pryor said that the uh, that a group of men from the island will have to catch the fish in a net before carefully removing the object from its neck. So they don't know how the hell they're going to find this. I one. found yeah. your ring. Where is it? It's in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but she had a picture of it so she could at least uh, post that. So there is a chance here, Preston, that uh, there's a fish out there in the ocean that's swimming around with your buddy Steve's wedding ring on. Maybe. Yes. Maybe in St. Martin somewhere. A St. Petersburg man was linked to an armed burglary and carjacking and jacking after he left his cell phone behind at the scene. Police said that about 7.45 a.m. on April 20th, a man awoke, went to his living room to begin working from home. He noticed his laptop was missing. Then he saw a burglar in his kitchen. The burglar had the victim's replica samurai sword in one hand oh boy. and the victim's vehicle keys in the other hand. Oh, so, so this guy must have just strolled in and found this guy's sword and Look decided to use it. Yeah. yeah. The burglar then ordered him to pick up a clothes hamper filled with stolen items from the residence and told him to bring it out to the residence truck. Uh, the victim did as ordered, and the burglar left in the man's truck. The man called law enforcement. Deputies determined the burglar had left a cell phone inside the house. They obtained a search warrant, found several photos and videos of the suspected burglar on the phone. They determined the phone belonged to Damian Grady. They also found the sword, which had Grady's fingerprints on them. Grady was arrested on charges of armed burglary and carjacking as well. A man in China who offered a reward and did multiple television interviews begging for the uh, for help finding his missing wife, went on trial for her murder on Friday. The case grabbed uh, national attention in China when Xi Guli had appeared calm and eloquent during the interviews describing how his wife, Lai, had uh, left home while he was asleep. 
but was revealed as the prime suspect in a murder 16 days later. Now, police spent more than two weeks searching for the the apartment building and checking 6,000 hours of surveillance video footage, hours before concluding that Lai had not left the apartment complex after returning home with their daughter uh, the previous afternoon. Now, they eventually spent 25 hours, listen to this, draining the building's septic tank and checked feces from 38 waste removal trucks. Oh, boy. DNA testing found traces of her body tissue. Uh, she was taken into police custody and confessed to the murder hours later. In court, prosecutors accused she of drugging Lai's milk before sealing her mouth with tape and smothering her to death. Oh, my God. Uh, he then moved the body to the bathroom and dismembered her. Some of the body parts were flushed through the toilet oh and others God. thrown in the garbage. Uh, they had been together since 1988. They broke up three years later after he joined the Army. They got back together when he was discharged. They got married in 2008. They had a 12-year-old daughter. Uh, they two each had children from previous marriages. Uh, it was Xi's first daughter who had reported to the police that her mother was missing. Uh, but he had denied the murder it was premeditated, saying that it was an impulse on the afternoon when the two used a meat grinder to prepare dinner uh, Okay, had a fierce argument. He denied the tools used in the crime, the meat grinder, the cutting machine, and knife, bought at the beginning of last year, were meant for killing his wife, saying that they were used in their daily life. So he used a meat grinder. It was spontaneous. Hey, you know, this would probably grind you up pretty good. His lawyer also to have his mental state examined and requested a lenient sentence. Uh, the hearing concluded with a conviction, and sentencing is going to be handed down at a later date. Jeez. Wow. And that is what we have in the bizarre file for you for now. Let's take a break. Come back. Test your knowledge of the program. We'll have the lesson question. Also, the trash and music news are on the way, too, so stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let's see. What's coming up? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Springfield High School, Delaware County. You need to vote for the coolest teacher of the past year. It's easy to do. You text word teacher to 39333. And we are going to send a voting link to you uh, to vote for whomever has uh, affected your life. Uh, the way in, in a positive way yes. at the school, and uh, maybe we can award them the prize. So you get until about six a.m. to do that. Uh, in the meantime, though, we're going to do today's uh, lesson question. We're going to give away Leonard Skinner live at Nebworth seventy six. All right, and that is a DVD CD setup. And the question we're going to ask is from early, early, early this morning, when Steve's brother was in the Secret Service. The uniform protocol involved <laughs> them dressing up as which band? And it's not KISS, okay? No. So it's not like an obvious one. 215-263-WMMR. When Steve Rose was in the Secret Service, the uniform protocol uh, involved them dressing up as which band? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. I brought to you by 80 Moyer Lumber. 80 Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at ADMoyer.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Doug Kicker, the garbage man who brought Katy Perry to tears on American Idol, is in police custody after a domestic violence incident with another Idol contestant forced to leave last week in disgrace. Producers are seriously considering renaming the show America's Most Wanted Idol. Huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilaria Baldwin relaying an incident involving son Eduardo's allergic reaction to something he ate. Hilaria, speaking in her native tongue of English, said, quote, the man of the ambulance took Eduardo to the center of medicine where he was made good. (laughs) And finally, Machine Gun Kelly explaining during an interview why he wears a necklace with a vial of Megan Fox's blood in it. Kelly says there was initially a foul odor when he filled it with her crap. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All right, let's see if we can get the answer. When Steve's brother was in the Secret Service, their uniform protocol had involved them dressing up as which band and to Susan we're going to go. Hi, Susan. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Susan. What band did the Secret Service have to dress up as? Right Said Fred. Yes. Right Said Fred. Hold on, Susan. We'll get your info and we are going to give you Leonard Skinner live at Nebworth 76, a DVD CD set capturing the band's historic performance in England. On August 21st, 1976, also available on Blu-ray Limited Edition LP and digital from Eagle Rock Entertainment. Let's go music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Lots of rescheduled concert information in this music news segment. Green Day, Fall Out Boy, Weezer are all hitting the road this summer for the Hella Mega Tour. And they have uh, put out the date Friday, August 20th for Philadelphia. So it was going to be, I think it was going to be August of last year. Right, you had tickets, you, uh, right? Well, yeah, I didn't buy them. I, I was getting ready to buy them. Oh. And, um, yeah, tickets will go on sale this Friday. Did tickets go on sale for that? They did. They did. I put in. I put word out uh, to to my ticket broker. Of Your sorts, peeps. And I never did hear anything back. Actually, Marissa. Yes, tickets are on sale, and if you have tickets for last year's show, they are still good for this year's show. I think last year was maybe the twentieth or the twenty second. Um, we're the 20th this year. But also, Jackson has tickets all week, and there's a chance to win on WMR.com. So tickets are on sale this Friday, by the way. Oh. All right. Yeah. So they're not so. on sale yet? Nope. It says here, tickets on sale this Friday, May 21st, at thehellamegatour.com. Ah. Huh. Uh, unless that's okay. bad information. No, it's probably right, but I just do know, because a few people are curious, if you have tickets from last year, they are still good. Okay. So the tickets you don't have are still good. Yes. I'm probably not going to go, because my <laughs> my friends were going to be here for that last year had obviously we canceled that yeah and then they're they they rescheduled the trip to join us uh down at the shore but about a week before this concert oh, and they already got their flights and everything so oh. it's not gonna happen and well you can maybe go see fish on the beach in atlantic city go do that we'll be there that yeah. will that'll do yeah preston want to come with me to the show maybe okay that could be a lot of fun i want to go to multiple dates i want to do one date in like a like with my friends hanging out in the spot, and then I want to do one date in the pit 
and like really enjoy at, at another, right up front. In another city, you mean? Yeah, because okay. they're in New York and D.C. Correct. and Hershey within like two weeks. Yeah, Hershey is August 13th. Uh, D.C. is August 8th. And I'm not sure... Uh, the New York show is uh, August 4th. So, yep. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Mercy could also do a trip to Chicago because they're doing Wrigley Field on August 15th, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, in Boston. Chicago! <laughs> Chicago! Yeah. Fenway right. as well. That's neat. Yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, happy to hear that that gig is back on. Uh, also, Guns N' Roses, Stevie Nicks, and Foo Fighters have signed on as headliners for the upcoming Bottle Rock Festival which is set for September 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Napa, California's Napa, Napa Valley Expo. This is Dave Grohl's thing, right? Other uh, is I thought he was one of the main people Maybe. behind this. Uh, other artists listed for the three-day event include Miley Cyrus, Megan the Stallion, Run the Jewels, Cage the Elephant, <laughs> Sammy the Schnoz. No, I'm kidding. The Turful. Brandy Cloudhead. Brandy Carlisle and Black Pumas. Okay, so uh, I'd love to see Stevie Nicks. Uh, Three-day tickets for Bottle Rock Napa Valley go on sale to the general public on May 20th at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, tickets for the scrapped 2020 edition of the festival will be valid for this year. Single-day lineups will be announced on May 24th, and single-day tickets will go on sale May 27th. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Lamb of God, I Prevail, Steel Panther, Bad Flower, Seven Dust, Avatar, P.O.D., and Aaron Jones ah. are among the lineup for the next Ship Rocked, which is setting sail January 22nd of next year. So it's a cruise concert? Yep. Carnival Breeze. It'll be on board the Carnival Breeze. The ship will set sail from Galveston, Texas, with stops in Costa Maya and Cozumel, Mexico in the Caribbean. A uh, limited number of staterooms are still available for the 2022 sailing of shiprocked.com. Steel Panther will be on board, so that could be a lot of fun. And then Black Crows have posted their rescheduled Shake Your Moneymaker tour dates. Uh, the reunion trek between brothers Chris and Rich Robinson is now ready to roll with a 37-show itinerary. Uh, and the date that I have is September 23rd, BB&T. Pavilion. Now, yeah. what they haven't been doing lately, and my uh, music prep is telling me when these freaking tickets go on sale. Freaking sale. You have any information on that, Nick? I'm looking for it, but I know that Dirty Honey, who's going to be at MMRBQ, are going to be opening for the Black, Black Crows, Crows. Uh, on several of the dates. I'm not sure if Philly is one of them or not. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, um, it's nice to see that the Robinson brothers are getting along well enough to do this yeah. tour. Yeah. yeah, they had just started this tour uh, when everything hit uh, last year. So uh, yeah, it'll be uh, cool to see them follow through and see them not kill each other. In addition to the Robinson brothers, the band will feature returning veteran bassist uh, Sven Pippen, who had played with the band between '97 and 2015. Great to be big. Along with guitarist Isaiah Mitchell, keyboardist Joel Robinow, and drummer Raj Oha. So they are back together. And then one last thing. There is a six-episode series called McCartney 321 that is set to premiere uh, July 16th on Hulu. And three. Uh, McCartney and... uh, Let's do it again. All right, ready? One, One, two, two, and three. No. No. Uh, Rick Rubin uh, will be sitting down with Paul on this to discuss... One, two... Three, Four, one, five, one. No. 
Uh, they will discuss all facets of McCartney's more than 60 years in the music business. From Three his... B. C with his uh, Beatles and Wings uh, to his long solo career. I'd like to see that. Paul and Rick also teased the docuseries in December with a video showing the two at a mixing board discussing several songs along with vintage footage of McCartney during the Beatles era. Three. One, two, three. Uh, he was on that special that aired, I think it was on Friday night. It was with the um, Gail King talking about the Queen. And uh, Paul McCartney was actually throughout. They they were tying what was going on and a lot of it to the what was going on with the Beatles and Paul McCartney to what was going on with the Queen at the oh. time. It's interesting. Uh, McCartney three two one three <laughs> is two is the second three three one and two, two three four is the second documentary featuring <laughs> McCartney uh, to find a home at the Disney owned streamer. Hulu also has the rights to. Uh, the feature documentary, The Beatles, Eight Days a Week, The Touring Years, which is awesome. If you've never seen that, it is well worth watching. Four, five, <laughs> three. three. One, and two, five, three. And God, that was so great. <laughs> uh, one more time, please. Three, Seven, one, two, two three. One. And that's it in music news. Let's take a break. Come back. Get ready to wrap the whole thing up. Stay with us. At 93.3 WMMR, we can be pushy, but in a good way. Enable push notifications in our app so you'll know when there's news you should know. And while we don't do it a lot, when something important does hit the fan, we'll make sure you get a heads up. I would like to thank our guests for being on the show today. Uh, Mr. Jay Wright was on the show. Jay is now in the Basketball Hall of Fame, and he's just the nicest guy. He's a humble guy. He was, uh, you know, more than happy to talk to us about it. But you know, he's uh, he's also like, what's the big deal? You know, so he's that's his way. He's fantastic. And Andrew McCarthy. Yay! His book is called Brat and Eighties Story. So we were happy to have him on board as well today. And that book is available wherever fine books are sold. Um, I guess we can do the letter of the day okay. uh-huh. for the word of the week. Unfortunately, we have the man who holds that secret. It's it's in a box buried in the ocean. The, Under Funkin' Wagnall's porch. porch. Yes. Uh, number two Hellman's mayonnaise jar. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that very same thing. Uh, you ready to do it? Zoe. Zoe. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... R as in rabbit. Oh, I love it. All right, well, we are going to give away $300 from the bagster, a dumpster in a bag. Perfect for all home improvement cleanups. You just pick one up today at your local home improvement store. You buy, fill, and then it is gone. So we will give that away on Friday, which will be here before you know it. Uh, another beautiful day in store today, weather-wise. I was just saying, Pierre, you just came from the outdoors. Yeah, really lovely oh, out. The yeah. azaleas uh, have been lasting a long time, these flowering bushes. And uh, one of the last big flowering bushes are the rhododendrons, which are these more circular, somewhat similar to azalea flowers, which are now in bloom. Uh, it's just the rest of the year that it just bushes. With your knowledge of the flora, do you have a green thumb? Do you grow things? I love gardens, but I don't 
like gardening. You don't, you don't, you don't indulge. Right. No. no. All okay. right. I like I, I I like to have someone come over and do it. <laughs> right, right, right. Our roadie is set to pop this week. I'll send you a picture. It's, it's, oh, it's really? Right on the cusp of blooming, and it's uh, you're right. It's the best week. Like this month, when you get the azaleas first, and then the rhododendrons. It's fantastic. It's a nice time to live in PA. Well, the whole spring out here, though. I mean, starting with you know the yellow bushes, the forsythias, you know, and and the little yellow flowers, the Daffodils? Daffodils. Daffodils, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the bushes, and then the flowering trees, and then... Uh, you know, yeah, uh, our our um, our. I'm sorry to interrupt. Our dogwood has started budding. Dogwood, it's gorgeous when that when that opens. I up. I love dogwoods. Yeah. I mean, and the rest of the year they're just trees and bushes, particularly the bushes. I mean, you're just like, okay, there's a bush. That's cool. But but then they explode with color for about a month, and they go wow, yeah. and then they that sort of disappears, and then they're a bush again. So it's like their exploding month. I, I don't know. There's something kind of magical about it. Yeah, me. I like it. Yeah. Did you hear we were talking earlier that rotting uh, corpse plant? I did. Is about to, it's about to bloom. And I loved Kathy's reaction uh, when you said it smells like a rotting meat, <laughs> and you go, "Ew, yeah. ew." It's one of her catchphrases. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ew. Um, uh, all right, well, cool. We got a beautiful day. We got yes. the flowers coming out. What's uh, in store musically? And we also so have Double Shot Tuesday. We also have. You're also talking about the Green Day show, which is uh, is on. It's kind of interesting that that festival is on, and similarly, the um, uh, the Def Leppard Motley Crue thing is still pushed back a year. Do you know what? You know what happens? I think what ha- a lot of these you have to pull the trigger at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like, like in mm-hmm. other words, we had to pull the trigger, like with Keenan's, not knowing how. You know what level of uh, what level we would advance to. So a lot of them said, "Okay, we don't know. We, we, we can't commit." Especially the stadium tour, exactly. Like the massive amount, of the, literally the production that goes yeah. into it. It's right. it's risk reward at yeah. this point. You know, you, you if you're if you're willing to take the risk that things will be it'll be okay to go, then you go for it. If you if you're feeling it's like investing, you know, you're right. not like eh, I don't know, but right. so uh, it's like Dirty Harry concert promoter. Feeling lucky, punk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. That yeah. applies to the show, too, the it punk does. show. Speaking of which, we'll have a block of Green Day, uh, also a block of The Doors, and a block of Raj. Oh, nice. Thank so you, that's uh, going to be pleasant. And tickets for Dead and Company coming to the uh, Pierre's Good Citizens Park. Uh, and that show uh, was, I think, last summer going to be indoors, or no, it was going to be at uh, in Camden. Now it's outdoors at the ballpark, so uh, that'll be cool. I think that's August 21st, and uh, that goes on sale on Friday, and we have that to give away. So that plus Double Shot Tuesday, we'll have fun. It'll be a banner day. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme. Everything that you need to prep for uh, this summer uh, season. Now, the whole summer season, actually. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Doug and the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show and A.D. Moyer. Higher quality building materials, fair prices, and trusted experts since 1939. Tomorrow on the program, uh, we go live on Fox Good Day, so we will do that. And we'll have a secret text word. And we'll have Todd Glass on the show. Yep. Tomorrow. So, what time is he on? Uh, case? Nine. 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 All right. So wild. you'll catch some of that, definitely. He's wild. All right, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing, dang. Do-do-be-do. Do-da-da-do-dip-a.